Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. It's four on the bounce. Uh, can we get a fifth on the bounce? Uh, it would be absolutely right time to start our good form as well, especially with Arsenal uh, losing their last game and we play first before Arsenal. So, chance really one. So, we're previewing that and talking about all things Tottenham and a few other things as well. Three great guests with me uh, Nick from Shelfside Spurs. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Really good. Really good. No problem. Thanks so much for coming on. And, uh, yeah, if you didn't see Shelfside Spurs yesterday, we'll, we'll let you know where you can find it. But uh, is Vez still alive? Anyone who watched that will know what we're talking about. He's uh, Yeah, no, I've spoken to him he's, this morning. He says he's fine. There's no issues. Uh, I'm really surprised. So uh, maybe there'll be a... Maybe it might uh, might take effect either tomorrow morning at Ben's <laughs> Coffee House or it might take effect at the ground. So, uh, yeah, I... Yeah. I mean, it, it looked horrible, if I'm honest. So, uh, Stuart's mm. inquiry for me it was a DeVito, nothing more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brad, welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Chris. Good, good, good. Thanks. I'd say uh, happy Easter, happy Ramadan, happy Passover, happy chocolate eating weekend. <laughs> happy anything else, whatever this weekend is significant for. Absolutely. And uh, as you can see there, Bob from Bob's Birth TV. I, I'm sure you're sick of hearing it by now, but I don't <laughs> care. Uh, it's brilliant to have you back on YouTube, Bob, and back healthy again. And thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. Um, I'm not a chocolate eater, but I suppose you have to uh, today. Um, and uh, yeah, happy Easter to everyone, apart from Daesh, probably, who isn't feeling very happy. Big news this morning, Chris. Big news. Yeah, well, we'll get on to that firstly. It's not relevant especially to Spurs but it is because we have to play them and Nick uh, Dice leaving Burnley uh, eight games left they've got uh, someone in their back room taking charge of their next game so seven games left if they get a new manager mm. in quickly I mean very strange time to to sack someone do you think that just says well we're down we're planning for next season or do you think they've got something in mind there yeah, I think I think it. Well, I mean, Leeds and Everton, like we were saying in the back room, they're they're rubbing their hands together because I think it would have been a straight shootout between all three of them. I think the the Norwich result um, didn't help, and I think you know we we were talking about it on on other groups and stuff, and um, you know, obviously Chris Wood going potentially was you know the start of it, but you know, like like Ben said, you know, he's got release clause. Another club have met it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is strange. I don't, un I don't really understand, you know, unless, unless there's a, you know, Everton a sacking Lampard and he's going in at Everton. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what, you know, kind of, kind of what, what the, you know, he's been there ten years. Um, you know, he's an expert of, you know, working on a on a shoestring budget, and, you know, Levy's probably ears have pricked up this morning knowing that he's he's available. Um, but you know, they, Burnley, Burnley have got a, they've got a, a lower budget than any you know some of the teams in the Championship, and it's just just madness. I, I don't really understand it myself. No, and uh, yeah, for everyone watching, uh, firstly, I should have said this earlier. Thanks so much for watching. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. Go to Shelfside Spurs and Bob Spurs TV. Uh, it's in the description, but they'll let you know where they can find where you can find it at the end of the show. Uh, yeah, like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. That gives you a notification when we're about to go live. Really helps. And get your comments coming in. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. And uh, Brad, uh, Sean Dyche is uh, like. Uh, uh, Mm. I'm going to start calling you Barry as well sometimes, and Nick because it's just that's fine. Really that's fine. On there. Just, uh, <laughs> but there's no other Barry or Nick on here, so you know I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Brad, uh, as Nick said, there shoestring budget, and and 
they got into the Europa League one season. What an absolutely fantastic job he's done. And this is the big rumour that Paddy Hartnett has mentioned. How you doing, Paddy? Big Sam for the rest of the season. But, I mean, it's it's surely too late for Big Sam to take over and uh, it, it, uh, it's, survive it, relegation, surely, right? It's crazy, Chris. I mean, as, as Barry was saying, Nick was saying, Ranjit was saying... <laughs> <laughs> the you know what he's done on a, on a shooting project with these clubs has been phenomenal, and and I'm just looking at league tables, and they're actually they're they're four points behind Everton, that they played the same amount of games and the same goal difference, so yeah. it's not insurmountable with eight games to go that they could get out of it, and who better than Sean Dyche? Certainly. Yeah. Better than anyone else, I guess they're going to put in. You know, with eight games to go, it's crazy. If you're going to do that, then do it. You know, halfway through the season. You know, give, oh, give, yeah. give the manager time to bet in, but I don't know. But you know, it's not Tottenham, and yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and yeah, uh, Jay Ashraf has said here, uh, perfect job for Mason? Oh. Question mark. Mm. Uh, firstly, Bob, do, do you see Mason taking over there, or, or good fit for him? And secondly, with Dice, do you think it's now time that he'll be able to step up and go to? Probably a, a team that you expect to finish halfway. You kind of expect Burnley to be fighting relegation. Do you, do you see it as a time now that he can go to, like, like West Ham level? Obviously, they're performing above expectation. Like Southampton's maybe someone like that, or or, or Leicester if uh, Rogers um, has issues. What would you see next for Dyche? And then we'll move on to Tottenham, which is the yeah well, show. With Dyche, like Brad says, you know, surprise, surprise timing. <laughs> They're not so far adrift where they can't, um, you know, come out of it. Their fixtures aren't too great, but they're not. But you know, they 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 beat good teams as well, especially at home. So, yeah, surprise timing. As for Mason, I think he's at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. As for Mason, I think he's at Spurs for the long haul. I think him and Conte have got this bond. I don't know if you ever watch Conte cam, but Mason seems to be at the forefront of of Conte's hugs. And celebrations, and I think they've got their their close knit. I think, and I know the word this word's probably um, ill used, but Conte's grooming Mason for uh, for uh, for the uh, for for, for a, a potentially a, a more of a, of a higher level job at Spurs. And yeah, I think is um, is one of our own, isn't he? Regardless of what I thought of them. Mm. Uh, and about uh, going to a mid table team, we well, might be at Arsenal next season. Yeah, well, there you go, there you go. Uh, do you but, think he'd be ready for Arsenal, or do you think that's too high a step up for him? Uh, no, I think uh, it's too uh, low a step for him. You beat me there, Bob. I was just going to say, yeah. try and take your, your, your biased hat off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, no, Mason, I think he's, he's there for the. He'll be. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll stay at Spurs for the for a long while. I don't think it's right for him right now as well. I think another season under contact. Mm. What what a what a mentor. And I think he'll move on if he moves on. He's got time in his side as well, hasn't he? Hasn't he yeah. got time in his Yeah, side. exactly. Exactly. I think he'll be a, a Caracas kind of person, always be there and thereabouts. Mm. And he's um and he's Spurs, isn't he? So I think mm. that's important that we have someone on the coaching team um who's who's Spurs through and through. Yeah. I I I like Mason just because Spurs through and through and shows a lot of passion, but maybe that mm. was just after Jose who just <laughs> yeah, divided quite a lot of the fan base. But uh, that's Burnley. Let's talk Tottenham. Uh, uh, Nick, five wins out of five. Is that going to be happen? Uh, with yeah, the I, game. I I can't look. I, look, you, you know, they went like the week before and, and did us a favour by beating our 
our, our relatives or our neighbours down the road. So, um, but yeah, look, I, I think it's five wins out of five. Um, I think, you know, obviously there's a bit of, you know, we, we know Skippy's out for the rest of the season. We know there's a, there's some niggles to, to Benton Core and Winks. Not so much worried about Winks or, or Benton Core. <laughs> well, um, I read on Twitter that it's a, it's a, a niggle, but going to be fit for the game. Whether yeah. that's true or not, I mean, you have 10 different stories on Twitter about the same thing and each one is different. So which one do you believe? So mm. until it's announced by Tottenham in the team sheet tomorrow, then... Yeah, and, and so look, I think it, I think yeah, it's it's five wins out of five. Um, the run continues, Mister Daigle, if you're watching. Um, and and All yeah, right. I mean, look, we, you know, I think I think we, you know, we, we like I said, we we still need to take it game by game. But and and Liverpool will be will have more of an idea of where where the, or how the top four is shaping up. But yeah, there's no reason why we can't go, you know, on a six out of six and a seven out of seven. Um, because you know, and especially with Leicester now getting through, does it? It probably helps us a little bit more because they're mm-hmm. going to, you know, they're going to have one eye on that. And if it's a tough game, then it's going to benefit us, you know, for for that game. And we've got an extra day's recovery, um, and they've only got three, you know, a couple of days to to get ready for us. So yeah, it's all all, all things are great. The sun's out. It's going to be a great mm-hmm. day tomorrow. So yeah, I, yeah, hundred percent, five out of five. Why not? Yeah, and Brad, uh, same for you. Or is there a chance that, you know, not kick-started a Brighton season beating Arsenal, but it's obviously a fairly big well, scalp after a fairly poor run of forms. Do you see that continuing? I, I, or do you think we'll have too much for them at uh, Tottenham? I think I think we'll have too much for them in, in, in the end. But I remember that game we played against them at the stadium a few years ago where we, we got the Ericsson goal right near the end. And that was a game that we, you know, we had to win or should have won comfortably. I think they'll be difficult, but... The way I'm looking at Tottenham now is, I remember the last season at White Hart Lane under Potticino, where you go to games that you should win, and you think, "Oh, this might this will be the game we slip up," you know, in typical Tottenham fashion. <laughs> and we were winning three and four nil. We were winning comfortably. Mm. Well, that season, as soon as the first goal went in, yeah, the same happening now. We, you know, I went to Newcastle, think, "Oh, difficult game. We should win. Might be one two. We beat them five one. Villa, I predicted a draw. We beat them four nil. So." I'm getting those sort of vibes with this team, but you never know. It's, it, it'll be difficult if we can get the early goal and then draw them out a bit more. Then, then I think we do well. And also, the chance of them winning, beating Arsenal at, at Arsenal and Tottenham at Tottenham, they're, they're quite long odds, really. If, it beat, if they hadn't have beaten Arsenal, if Arsenal had beaten them comfortably, then the odds would have shortened. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quietly confident, but I don't think it'd be easy. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it'd be easy. Yeah, Mark has uh, said uh, difficult <laughs> 5-0, possibly the way that we're playing. But Bob, uh, the, uh, Brad mentioned the Newcastle game there. Do you, do you think that's been an important game? Not the fact that we scored five goals, but the fact is we went 1-0 down and then clawed our way back fairly quickly and then ran out comfortable winners. Do you, do you think that gives them kind of confidence that well, if we do go 1-0 down, we've still got enough to, to keep... to to destroy teams and beat teams whereas under Nuno if we went 1-0 down that's game over mm. yeah I think the most important thing about what you said Chris is they, is they know they know they, they, they're going in feeling that they're going to smash every single and, and like, we're not winning we're winning well you know turning a, a minus deficit into a plus 19 <laughs> a 10 over wow. over Arsenal I me mean, Kim was speaking the other day you know a, a positive goal difference is like a point yeah. Fergie always used to say that Goal difference. You always just look at goal difference. T- 
typically we're waiting for an ice cream van all day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I, I think we. Sorry, is it Tony Bell? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be comfortable. It'll be comfortable. We'll smash him again. Um, a four-one. Uh, I know we're coming to predictions later, but um, I like to look at the narrative because it sounds better. Seven wins in nine. Um, uh, and uh, it will be eight wins in ten, it'll be nine wins in eleven, and then it'll be ten wins in twelve. I, I really do believe before we get to Liverpool, we'll be we'll have a record that every Premier League team will want. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be comfortable. It'll be comfortable. Yeah, and the win, the win also will put pressure on Arsenal as well. And, and yeah. Southampton yeah. after their tonking last week will be like not wanting to repeat that. So. You so beat me to it, Brad. This was the next one. <laughs> Either that or the seamless link, Chris. That yeah. Was... Yeah, 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 yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have uh, said. You got it. the memo. Brad, Brad, Brad got the memo. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, uh, Bob. Bob there, Nick talks about Liverpool. Uh, a lot of fans will be, and will not just uh, Spurs, but football fans, thinking that we'll lose to Liverpool at Anfield. I'm not so sure now. I think. We'll obviously do a lot bigger preview uh, when it comes. Although I can't watch the game, my bloody brother has decided he's having his stag do that weekend. Why don't, why don't people think about it anyway? How rude! But yeah, so I, I think that the way that we played at White Hart Lane or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, wherever it's called, creating I don't know six clear-cut chances and carving them open. I think that will play an effect in that game. So they won't be as gung ho as they were because they know if they leave gaps and they're fighting for a title here. So it's an important yeah, game. It's not just a rubber game. And and if we can take our chances, which, you know, it's weird football. You don't take your chances in one game. You then take ones that you don't necessarily score normally in other games. So I'm not sure it's a foregone conclusion. But that's never really been our problem, the, the, the games that we're not fancied in. It's always the games like this Brighton game where we're expected to win. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... I don't really have a question. I've just waffled there. But oh, okay. let, let's go back to the slide. Let's go back to, yeah. Uh, uh, putting pressure on Arsenal. That, that's imperative for this Brighton game, right? Because, uh, uh, Bob, I think you mentioned on a comment on here a little while ago after they lost to Palace, you saw them buckling under the pressure, maybe. Yeah. And they've now lost to Brighton as well. Uh, so, in terms of the pressure, Nick, do, do you think... Not the end of Arsenal, but do, do you think that could be kind of a devastating thing? And they're kind of waiting for us to lose a game so they can win a game rather than, well, we've got to win because Spurs have won. And, yeah. and also, could we put pressure on Chelsea as well after their... Uh, <laughs> my my girlfriend's uh, uh, dad is a Chelsea fan and told me before the Southampton game, we won't do anything. We can't score goals. <laughs> They've scored nine <laughs> goals in two games. Uh, but do you think they'll they'll buckle under the pressure a little bit as well? Or do you um, think it's just about Arsenal, this? I mean, if if we take Arsenal first, I mean, obviously Bob said um, that there's at least two defeats before, mm. you know, we play them. They've already had two. And I said two to three. And I'm probably upgrading it to four. But there's every four. there's every, there's every um, chance that, you know, before they play us, they could lose every game. They're, they're, in, a, they're in a type of situation where um, they've not been under pressure. And now the pressure and the spotlight is firmly on. Okay, they, you know, the the little decisions. The okay, I know that you know that goal was offside, but little things, fine margins, are, are going kind of against them at the moment. And they're they're a young team, um, you know. Obviously, 
Xhaka at left back was just kind of comical. Um, and then Xhaka when he, anywhere is comical. Well, yeah, exactly, I, I exactly. could get that guy sent off every game, I think. <laughs> but, you know, and then moving Martinelli there, that potentially is probably the only, you know, in the second half, probably the only guy that's probably going to score. You know, they're not scoring either. That's, that's the other thing. Mm. So they can't keep, you know, Ramsdale's, he obviously had that purple patch at the start of the season, but because he's not, you know, he can't do it all by himself. So there, there's a lot of pressure on them now. And, and I think that, yeah, we, we go out there, we put the pressure on them again. And, and you know, like you said, Southampton are not going to want to repeat what happened um, last week. And it, it, I guess in terms of catching Chelsea, who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, we, you know, they, they've gone through it. They went through a hard game. They went through extra time um, and, and that's going to affect them. Um, but I think now, you know, they, you know, I, I think it'll be tough to catch them. Um, but you never know, right? Because they've still got to play Arsenal. They've still got to play Man U. Um, there's potentially games that are going to, you know, that they are going to slip up in. And they may just think now, well, we've got third. We don't need to worry about it. Um, and then, if you know, if we go on the run and, I mean, if we win, the, you know, the rest of the games till the end of the season, which we could quite easily do. You, you never know what could happen. But I think I think that, you know, I think in their mindset, they'll be like, you know, like, you know, kind of like Fergie said, oh, it's, it's Tottenham boys. You know, that's the kind of thing that <laughs> two shall all be kind of saying to him. But you never know. Foot, football's a funny, football's a funny old game. And, uh, and you know, like Bob said, any, you know, Man City or Liverpool at the moment would give... Uh, would give their right arm to probably have the the, the results that, that we've had, and, and absolutely, I think when you were talking about when we go to Liverpool, there's there's definitely a chance for us to kind of to get something from that because look, we beat Man City, and Man City, but based on their game that they played against Liverpool, you know, last weekend they were the better side, so we beat Man City. So in theory, <laughs> we can beat Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, Ishak's uh, put in a comment here what happened to Bentacore he's taken a knock I'm not sure I'm assuming a training knock but hopefully he'll be back for the game Uh, but Brad in terms of top four is it just Tottenham or Arsenal or or Man United still in the conversation I think West Ham are probably out they can still obviously make it they could be on cloud nine but I think all of their eggs now are in that Europa League basket uh, rather than top four race but yeah, same question to uh, uh, I asked Nick. Uh, Tottenham versus and Arsenal for top four, or is top three in play now as well? Well, you'd think so. You'd think that it would be Tottenham and Arsenal as a straight shootout. Uh, you wouldn't want to write off Man United or, or West Ham. But I think the good thing is, is that Tottenham have got it in their own, it's in their own hands now. It's based on what we do, really, rather than what the others do. I'd like to think that we can get top four without getting anything at Anfield. But that's not to say that we can't get anything at Anfield. I mean, mm. I would be pleased with a point at Anfield. We, I don't think we've had a point at Anfield for, well, since I can remember, probably since the two-all two draw with, with, with mm. Kane last-minute penalty. But the other thing I worked out the other day that we have to beat Arsenal at home. That That's, I think, going to be crucial. That would mean that if Arsenal won their remaining six games or seven games, we would need 15 points from 18 to, to, to beat them. And that's if Arsenal win all of their last games, yeah. apart from us. Hmm. So, so it, it's in our hands. And yeah, never write off teams like Man United. They could, they could go on a run. What my point is, is that at the moment, if you think of a, a marathon or not so much a marathon, but say a 10,000 metre race, where you've got the, the favourite and he runs and he runs and he, la- he has his kick for the last couple of laps and he wins. We seem to be doing that at the moment. We seem to be hitting form at the right time of the season. 
And I think that that could be crucial because if we keep on winning even before the Liverpool game, then it, it might be too much of a, a, a thing for us or, or Man United or West Ham to make up anyway. Mm. As for third, let, let, let's get fourth first. Let, let's worry about third. <laughs> but I think let's concentrate on, on winning our games to get fourth. And if Chelsea slip up, they slip up. And if we get third, we get third. But at the moment, I think we should just concentrate on getting, get, winning as many games as we possibly can and, and getting fourth. Are you of that opinion, Bob? Just concentrate on fourth first. And, and like Brad said, it's in our hands now. So if we beat Arsenal, we can afford to lose against Liverpool. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, it's it's just a complete turnaround because of how it was just I don't know, a month or two ago. But would you put that turnaround down to? Uh, I, I want to get yours and Nick's thoughts on the front three because obviously we haven't been on here uh, since those front three have been kicking mm. on. And, and mm. certainly Kulu in, uh, Brad as a... Uh, mentioned that uh, uh, on here on there last week, but yeah, what, what do you put this up turning form to uh, the front three? Conte getting his point across, other players stepping up, the new boys coming in, or combination of everything? Yeah, I mean it's a bit, it's it's kind of a combination of all you know front three clicking and but we we need to address what's what's obvious. It's Conte. Conte's mm. done it. You know, Conte's made our average players better and our good players world class. We've always had world class players. But the way Sonny Kane and our back three and our, and our front three are imperative mm. for the for the running, you know. Benton Core, if he if worst case scenario he does miss uh, tomorrow, which I don't think he will, but I think we can cope without a Benton Core right now purely because of the system. Um, be it Winks, be it Harvey White, you know. I saw him in. Uh, I don't know if you saw the training. Mm. He, he, he never gave the ball away. He was one player who, who never gave the ball away, and I personally think Conte wouldn't be that. Worried about putting a, a Harvey White in, but I don't think Pentacle will miss. Um, Liverpool game, yeah, I, I've said before, I think we'll be in a position where we can afford to lose the game. Again, I don't think we will. It's purely and simply the high line that they play. They play such a high line and with the front three, the way we're playing at the moment, the best three in world football right now, I think we'll, we'll, we'll have a beating of them a few times. And don't be surprised at the end of the season if we're, if we're like seven points clear from fifth and five points behind Chelsea in that fourth position. I think we'll comfortably finish fourth. We really will. It'll be the 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 North London derby will be a non-event non-event when it comes to the league. But I think it's it's a perfect it'll be the perfect time to just rub it in. Just rub it in. Everyone turn up. I want everyone everyone I want everyone to turn up with bottles. You know, plastic bottles. Just, you know, this is what you guys are, bottlers. Um, and uh, yeah, just make it an event. Just make it an event, and then you know, I, I think I think the North London derby will be um, irrelevant, but it doesn't mean we, we don't need to, uh, to 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 rub it in. We'll comfortably finish fourth. We might not get to third because I do think uh, I did say the Brentford home defeat was everyone has a one-off uh, defeating them throughout the league, uh, throughout the season. I think that was a one-off. The fact they met such a great Real Madrid side next game. It was just an unfortunate coincidence or unfortunate. But the 6-0 against Southampton kind of show where they are. And I think they'll comfortably finish third and will comfortably finish fourth. Easily, easily. Never, not in doubt, not in doubt. Excellent. I, I love your enthusiasm and uh, optimism. I, I've been saying we'll get fourth for the last three years. <laughs> got nowhere near. But now started two months ago, we won't get fourth, and then we started picking up form. So, from my point of view, and for that reason only, we're not getting fourth. Yeah, so sure. Maybe, maybe Chris, you said you predict we get fourth 
in in the next three years, <laughs> in three years' time. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, no, it was uh, Potter's last season, which I think we just about did. It was then uh, Jose's season, then Nuno. Uh, I mean. I went mad when we were top at uh, an Arsenal bottom. Three games in, three games. Yeah. Really pointless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's for you, Bob. Uh, your thoughts on the front three? Obviously, mm. we know two of them. But Kulu looks like he's played with those guys mm. for, for for years, slotted it. And and the, the, a lot of the fan base uh, complaining that he didn't have pace. And and uh, Teddy Sheung showed you don't need that. But yeah, are, are those three as good now? As Mane, Salah, uh, 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 what's the other guy? Uh, Firmino, Firmino. Heyday. I mean, they're, they're absolutely tearing teams to shred. Uh, yeah. Aston Villa, Kane and Son setting up. And then if Kane's not around, then Kulu becomes the provider for Son. And, and yeah. how good are they? And if we can get fourth, get some better players in, they'll be imperative next mm. season. And, and, and how far can we go? With those three up top, uh, barring injuries and suspensions and everything. Yeah, I, I think Kulo's been a revelation. Uh, uh, his first touch is amazing. Um, what, 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 me, what game was it? Kim, the Villa game. The Villa. We always we were looking out for his first touch. His first touch is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why he doesn't need that blistering pace. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he's he's slow. I think no. the 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 well, when he ran through against. Um, Newcastle for mm. Sonny's Sonny's goal um, again something that uh, uh, Bergwijn and Lucas can do when 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 Decky went through he went on his first touch on his right his cross was on his right straight into Sonny to score with his uh, with Sonny's left I don't think a Bergwijn or a Lucas could do that with their left foot with such yeah. accuracy yeah. Um, but I don't think he's slow yeah he's, he's not the most rapid but like you say Chris, with the first touch, yeah, he doesn't need that. And uh, for me, and I keep on saying this, and he's, he he reminds me of he's very Genoa-esque. I think next season we'll see a bit more. That the, the, there is so much to unlock in in Ducky. You can see the skill set in him that's we've not even seen yet. And I, and I do think once he gets up a little bit more confident, I mean, this is this is a guy who's still bedding in. Mm. He's probably a bit <laughs> aware not to to do too much. But once he's unlocked everything, is He's 21 and he, and, and he can only get better. Don't be surprised if we see Ginola-esque performances from him going down that. Because Ginola wasn't fast. He wasn't <laughs> rapid. He wasn't rapid. But, um, yeah, the um, front three, are, it'd be interesting, uh, and this is probably something for Will Stewart, be interesting to see the same numbers of goals that Firmino, mm. uh, Mane and, and, and Salah had compared to our front three. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're hitting the numbers well, but better numbers, the front three, our front three are hitting better numbers. And But yeah, right now, we're unplayable. The front three are unplayable. Um, I think Kane's probably a bit gutted. He's not scored in the last one, or <laughs> the last two games. That's what you want, though. You know, there's yeah, yeah. such a thing as being too selfish as a striker, but yeah. you need that selfishness a little bit to go, well, it's good that they're scoring, but I'm not. I'm a bit unhappy. Because it, it drives you forward to score more goals. It's if he's trying to do messy stuff, <laughs> take the whole team on to try and score his goal when it's uh, when it's an issue. But but, Kane, yeah. but on, on Kane, Chris, I mean, if they did assists for the season, and, and, and <laughs> but, but Ranjit will know where I'm going with this. That ball that came over, mm. normally it, the, the forward, the number nine, number ten, the number nine, normally will head it on to the to the runner. But for the ball to come over, for, and while it's in mid air from Romero, 
Kane looks at where Son is making yep. a run and yep. he heads it the opposite way. Yeah, amazing. Caresses it, uh, read his favourite word, caresses it right into uh, yeah. Sonny's... Uh, yeah. uh, he did the half. same for Kulisevsky's goal, didn't he, against... Yeah, Kulisevsky had to do a bit more, whereas yeah. Sonny, it was straight, it was, it was perfectly paced, placed, and that, for me, has to be it, it, a uh, world-class assist of the season. He even seen a book backspin on it as well. Yeah, it? he did, yeah. Yeah, just so it sort of dropped from in right Unbelievable right assist. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was. And the good thing about the watching TV coverage was they had it, it was close up when they showed it in replay. Yeah. They had close up and you could see him look and oh look. that is amazing. Yeah. Like, going on fat Kulishevsky in his pace, well, I don't think Kane's that particularly quick either. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know. yeah, Nick for you the front three and, and what I love about Kulisevsky and, and where I think he's better than and more of a certainly is more of a drifts and wanders about. Whereas we saw against City, Kulisevsky can track back, help Emerson or Doherty, and then going forward he can do stuff to assist and score goals himself. So he, he's he's very disciplined, I think. And and what it's also done is last season, especially Kane comes deep, Sun's the runner. If you mark Son, Kane's got no ball there. Now he's got two people to run onto, and and you know saw what happened in the fourth goal with Kulis. Kane was nowhere near it, and then mm. Son still scores because it's two linking up. But I mean, how good are those? Can those three be? And in terms of Kane, do, do you think he's answered not his critics, but obviously a lot of Spurs fans unhappy with him at the start of the season? Uh, do you think he's answered those and and certainly answered uh, whether he he cares about Tottenham? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, we've we've seen. I mean, there's loads of stuff on Twitter and stuff that he's he's due to reject Man United and sign a four year con new four year contract with a release clause in this time. <laughs> no gentleman's agreement in it. But look, yeah, I think he's you know he's he's changed his game and adapted again after you know and he's he's not you know he's bought into Conte, he's bought into the system, mm. he's bought into you know he's there and thinking. Okay, yeah, I mean, I had the, you know, we all saw from the Amazon documentary when Jose sat him down and said, you know, I want to make you better, I want to do this and everything else. And okay, Kane believed, you know, you can believe that Kane believed it because it was coming from Jose, right? But actually, Conte's done that and elevated him even further. And and yeah, look, we all sat there at the start of the season and, you know, you can sit there and say, look, they just lost a Euro we'd lost the European final. You know, there's, there wasn't really, he didn't really have a break. There was all the nonsense going around with whether, he, you know, asking to leave and then he didn't leave and, and everything else. So it was just, it was just kind of, you know, I guess it kind of affected him. We, we must remember that these people, although they're paid hundreds of thousands of pounds every week, they are human beings and they're still affected yeah. like we are with, you know, things that happen. Um, and, and, you know, they're living their life out in the public eye and Twitter and, so, you know, someone, it's very easy for someone to get on their phone now and say, oh, Kane's a tosser or whatever for yeah. what he did, and and there may be two hundred, you know, two hundred positive things, but Kane would just pick out the, the the one that says that's you know that's calling him out. So, um, and I think you know we probably all do that when you know people are in the comments and everything else. We you know we forget about you know and we, we forget about the good stuff that we've maybe spoken about or or anything else, and we just focus on the negative really. So, yeah, I think he's answered his cricket critics. I mean. In terms of the in terms of the front three, I mean, look, you you saw that goal that for Sonny's hat trick, you know, Kulisevsky running on, um, and it was just the footballing brain. Mings Mings got put down, and he he could have shot. He was waiting for Sonny. He knew again. He almost instinctively knew that Sonny was going to be there, and he just needed to hold it, hold it, hold it. Waited that pass, and then Sonny put it in. And 
Tomorrow, I think tomorrow, if he gets an assist tomorrow, he will break the record for the most assists in the first 10 games that anyone's had in the Premier League. So, um, so yeah, it, you know, to, to do that, like Bob said, 21 years old, just slotted into the mm. team. Um, it is just incredible. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't have asked, you know, for, for, for him to come in and, you know, provide that, um, provide what is provided in terms of goal contributions and goals. And, and to be fair, he probably should have scored more, you know, he, he, he's had, he's had opportunity <laughs> to score more. So, Look, you, for for someone that we were all, you know, everyone was kind of at the end of January, oh, it's Tottenham again, the last day or two days before the window shuts, we're getting loans, what's going to happen? And they just hit the ground running, you know? So, it's, I mean, it's it's exciting to think what they could do. And also, it, you know, it, like uh, Kane obviously hasn't scored the last two games, but I don't think that matters. You know, he's putting he's in... He's contributed, isn't he? If he's yeah, not the contributed, then that's... Insane, you know? And, and it's almost... We all know we need that creative player in the in the kind of midfield, and and he's almost said, "I'm going to do this, boys. We're going to get top four, and and that's what you know. I'm staying. I'm going to beat Greavesy's record. I'm going to be a club legend. And you know, and I think it's all very well where where up where we were being saying it. Oh, if that was me, I'd you know I'd want to be a club legend. No one else. It's going to take a long time for someone to break that record and everything else. But for him to actually sit there, and I think he you know he firmly believes it, and he knows it now that. You know he can he can do anything and and look if he's firing like this, who's to say that England don't go on and win that World Cup as mm. well? You know? mm. Would it be good I mean, to see someone actually coming out in support of Kane staying at Spurs with in Gerard? I mean Gerard being yeah. a one club man, he probably yeah. appreciates and sees what what Kane and for Gerard to say, look, winning something at Spurs, winning one medal at Spurs probably means more to him than winning winning multiples at a city yeah. or a, yeah, or anywhere else, and yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it was actually good to see good to see that. Yeah, we, I mean, Brian Daigle said, hasn't he, that he, he expects Kane to stay because he's twenty three oh, yeah. off of oh, his record. record. He won't get that this season unless he has a phenomenal last eight <laughs> game. But uh, you'd expect him to beat that next season, keep an injury free. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, in terms of Kulisevsky, Brad, like Bob said, he's only twenty one. Uh, he's Possibly got the best manager you could get, but maybe other than Klopp, maybe or Pep. But in terms of, he's coachable at 21, and you've got someone who who has made good players better, world class players, even more world class, average players, good players, and and he can only get better with with, with Conte there. And in terms of Son as well, uh, well, in, ter- in terms of Kulisevsky, obviously it was Kane and Son who it, it, certainly last season under Joe say if we're going to win win games, it's Kane and Son. He's now. Mm. Do, you, do you think he's taken a little bit of pressure off? Oh, undoubtedly, because we we because never there's when, an extra yeah. body there to score yeah. the goals and, and... Uh, an extra body that, that has has proved himself to be a player that you got to watch out for. I mean, you know, Lucas, bless him, you know, did all right, but you never thought of him as being a massive threat. You know, you can always concentrate on Son and Kane. Don't worry about Lucas. Whereas now you 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 can't. You've got to concentrate all three of them. And that's got to be a good thing. And I, I hope what Tottenham do now. And maybe we might talk about this later. Is I hope they realise they've got a really good front three, but now you look for backup for that front three. Yeah. It's like the back three we've got are pretty good. You look for backup, and I hope that's what what takes their, you know, what they do during during the transfer window time. Because at the moment, as you say, the, the Firmino, Salah, and uh, the other one, uh, Marnie, 
<laughs> I wish we'd have signed Mane when he's at Southampton. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they they were phenomenal, especially when Liverpool won the title. Absolutely phenomenal. And I think our front three are, are, are doing just as well. I, mean, I, I think the argument about who's better, I mean, it's a bit of a... It's one of those things that, you know, Tottenham fans will say one thing, Liverpool fans will say the other. Mm. I think it's probably an irrelevant argument because they're all, they're all two good front lines and they've all got... Absolutely. Uh, have all got sort of their own strengths and, and, and their weaknesses. But yeah, no, it, it's it's going very well. Well, uh, I do wish, I do get the impression that Kuliszewski is a bit one-footed, but as Bob said, that, that ball he put across the Songs goal against Newcastle, yeah, and I think, oh no, he came on his left foot for the Man City game, didn't he? But yeah, he, he's used his right foot. And, you know, the more you do that, the more, the more that you, you get better at it. But uh, mm. no, I think this is a front three that... Uh, Hopefully, we'll stay at Tottenham for a long, long time to come. And the Conte effect cannot be underestimated. This guy, I mean, this guy gives fans confidence. So, gone is what he gives players. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, in terms but, of one footed, Thierry Henry was pretty much one footed, and he yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah. too bad. But we, obviously, we, we, we say, both, Gareth but... Bale, Gareth Bale as well. Yeah. We say one footed. I mean, Brad, the for Sonny's hat trick, how many times do you see uh, wingers get to the byline? Take on a player, and then there's defenders and attackers in in the in the box, and, and they mess it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Decky yeah. actually uh, found Sonny with his right foot for yeah. Sonny to complete his hat trick. Yeah. So um, you know his right foot isn't too bad, but you, you're all right. You know when he's going through, you expect him always to to cut in. But I think it's shown already that he has got accuracy because what that what that ball to uh, Sonny required was accuracy. With so yeah. many defenders, once he put Mings on his ass, he had to find yeah. a, a space. You know what I like about him, Bob? He's, he's physical for the Premiership yeah. as well. Yeah, very yeah. strong player. Yeah, uh, and as you typical, say, he, typical Scandinavian built and, yeah. and mindset. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Bob, what have you made of Benton Kerr as well? I mean. We've got Skip injured and has been for a little while, probably for the rest of the season. It's it's then Winks in there, which fills uh, most of Tottenham fans' nightmares, I think. Uh, mm. Even though I quite like Winks, he tries, I just think the, the quality he's is trying. there. But 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 he's formed a good partnership, Benton Kerr with Hoiberg. And, and we... Uh, we we look a lot more solid, and certainly that Villa game, certainly that first half, obviously Lovies was the star of that show, but the mm. amount of times in the past we'd have ended up conceding a goal and then maybe conceding more and more and mm. more, and then, you know, probably been 3-1 down and maybe got to 3-2 at the end, but lost the game. It seemed to me like there's a bit of kind of mental toughness now, mm. certainly in that midfield, and and I think Benton Kerr has been a huge part of that. Obviously, Conte will be a massive part of that, but Again, like like Kulisewski, who said he's still bedding in, but looks like he's been yeah. there for ages. Same with Benton Kerr, really. And I think the Manchester United game was the, the key game for him because he was terrible. Yeah. And I think he learned there very quickly. You don't get that space in yeah. the Premier League that you get in Italy. If you want that second touch, it's got to be pass and move. Yeah. On the move, you get the ball back and then you can have your second touch. And since then, I, I can't really remember him giving the ball away that much. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, how good can he be as well? And how good has he been? And it, it shows as well that we, you don't necessarily need to spend £100 million on a player to get a good player. I think it's Conte uh, scouted or, or, or whatever. And, and in the summer, I'm not bothered how much money we spend. I just want the players in to be mm. the ones that Conte wants. But in terms of yeah. Benton Kerr, I mean, how good can he be? And how good has he been so far for you? Yeah, I mean, you know... We tend to overlook that he's had 300 plus or 200 plus professional games as well. So there is experience there. 
And you're right, I've said a number of times, you know, before uh, when people were bigging up Bentico, I said, yeah, he's a good player, but for me, he does give the ball away a bit too much. He Earlier on, he did used to get caught on in possession and, 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 and lose the ball, not necessarily give the ball away, but always used to get caught in possession. And yeah, he had a shocker against Man United, but Tom, um, Fred and Matic uh, took the piss out of him, basically. And I think that's the best thing that ever happened to him. Um, now what he's doing, which we'll probably label to Winks, he does pass the ball back, whereas before he was always looking at that killer pass, always looking forward, too much forward, which it's kind of hypocritical of us to an extent. But um, <laughs> but I, I think uh, he's, he's, he knows when to play the sensible pass now, whereas before he, he used to hold on to the ball all too long. Um, he, him and Hoiberg clearly have a, have, a, have a great partnership. They're bringing out the best out of each other. So, um, yeah, he could only get better. 24, he's 24, so he's a bit mm. older than think but he does have that experience. Um, and I, and I think the only experience he needed basically was the Premier League experience, and that Man United game is probably the best thing that's yeah, uh, I think so definitely it's right. been, been faultless since then, hasn't he, Chris? Man, yeah. Man United have been good to us this season, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have. <laughs> what, yeah. I, what I liked in that Man United game for me, even though he was terrible. He's obviously had a 10-minute spell or whatever where he was terrible. He didn't go hiding at all. He still, no, no, wanted, no. Ball. He still wanted to try mm. and take the second touch or do stuff with it. Whereas certainly with Winks, I'm not picking on Winks, but it's just a good example, <laughs> easy example. But Everyone there's times Winks. there's times where he went hiding and didn't particularly want the ball. And certainly in the uh, Carabao Cup final, he had 10 metres uh, uh, radius around him, picking the ball up from Dio, I think, and then just passed it to Dio instead of going forward. So... Mm. It's obviously confidence, but that that was kind of hiding and not wanting to make a mistake rather than trying to be brave. Uh, but of, like you say, there's a time to be brave and a time not to be brave. I think the maturity of Bentacur, probably with the uh, uh, hundreds of appearances that you mentioned. But yeah, I mean, Nick, for you, uh, Bentancur, I mean... Yeah, I mean, look, superb, isn't he? yeah, I mean, look, we, I think we were all saying when Skippy got injured, um, we were worried because, you know, of, of everything that kind of happened. But like Bob just said, you know, him and Hoybier together have formed this, you know, formed this stunning partnership. It's brought, it, you know, it's kind of almost taken the the pressure and the focus off Hoybier's performance and he can just go in and do what he needs to do. And everyone's talking about Benton Core and everything else. And, you know, like we said, if Skippy comes back, you know, he's not walking straight back into this team. Whereas, you know, six or seven weeks ago, he, you know, everyone was raving. Oh, I can't wait to see Benton Core and Skip together. I can't wait to see those and that, two And that's together. a brilliant thing for competition for places, isn't it? It doesn't let uh, Benton Core and Hoiberg rest on their laurels because they know mm, yeah. if I don't play, Skip will come back. He's in. Forces Skip to, to train harder and impress because he's been out. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a real shame, right? Because obviously it's it's kind of you know it's kind of the World Cup year now, really. And Skippy, you know, if he hadn't got injured, he was probably pushing to you know to get in that squad. And I think coming back in August is going, you know, it's only a couple of months. It's not a normal World Cup year in in so to speak. So mm. yeah, it's it's a shame for him. But like you said, competition, yeah, competition for places. It, it it's great, and it's meant that you know everyone has kind of been on top of their game. But the other thing that we've got. With the you know with the with the back three and the front three is we, we've got that spine back again that you know that we had with Dembele when Dembele was there mm. there was that link all the way from back to front mm. and um, you know we, we've kind of got that back now which is which is fantastic because at the start of the season like you know especially when Winks was playing as well bless him we we're going in on Winks today but <laughs> um, you know there was 
there was the back three, there was the front three, and there was nothing connecting it together. And mm. um, that 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 was shown in the performances. That was shown in the results. Um, but you know, I think it's it's going to be interesting. We need to, uh, yeah. We, we obviously we know we need to strengthen. It's going to be interesting with the five subs and um, obviously playing. You know, two three games a week uh, potentially. Then that you know we 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 are going to need to strengthen. But yeah, it's great. It's great for the competition. But I also think it's it's been great for the morale. If you if you look as well, the last few weeks mm. and uh, especially at Newcastle, they're all you know everyone celebrating together, yeah. whoever it was, yeah. you know, and even even when Royale flicked that one off the end of his stud that went in, you know, everyone was still you know everyone was pleased, That's everyone right. was celebrating. Um, they weren't just you know it wasn't just the normal two or three of them going to it, you know, yeah. it, it they, they they feel more together and. You know that that comes down to winning ultimately, but um, you know because when you're losing, you're just like Christ. You know, here we go again. But like Bob said, you know, it's Conte as well. He's he's implored that belief into them, and 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 that's why I think you know going into this this business end of the season, we've not really had a manager. Even you know, even that probably that only that's that's that last season at, at White Hart Lane was probably the last season where we had it, where mm. you know we were just on such a, a such a such a ride, but. You know, Conte knows how to win. Conte knows what he needs. You know what he needs to achieve, and and that's why now, you know, I mean, what a turnaround! Like you said, you know, Nuno at the start. Yes, we were top Arsenal were bottom, but then obviously the the cracks were still there. And then to go where we are now is just you you wouldn't think it was the same season. And that's mm. where the, the the time the time and the players being together as well has also helped because they've had that time. I mean, you know, we talk about Davis. Um, we talk about Dyer looking different players, mm. Dotty, you know, it, how how he's made <laughs> those players into what they, you know, they weren't bad players, right? Because, but they weren't great. But now they're, like Bob was saying, they've turned into great players. The great players have turned into world-class players. And, and that's when you believe in a, you know, believe in the manager, believe in the plan. Um, and and everyone's bought into it. And, you know, um, that, 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 you know, long may it continue. And hopefully... You know, that one of the other other signings in the summer is Conte penning a new deal. So, just 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 one on the on, on central midfield, Chris. Is in a way they sh they showed what their what their importance is against Villa. I mean, the first half they were playing a bit too high, um, which which meant that the Villa midfield was 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 deep and we didn't have that space. Whereas the second half, in a way, because they their the distance between the defence and the, and the and the midfield got shorter. It meant the the Villa midfield were pressing up a bit higher, which left all the spaces behind for for the likes of a uh, uh, for for Decky and and Kane and and Sonny, and it's it's having that intelligence as well. They're great on the ball, but I think the intelligence that Benton Core and Hoiberg bring as well, and the experience, hmm. I think is paramount. Um, and I don't think, again, we, we, we always pick out Winks. I don't think he's got <laughs> that intelligence in him to know what to do and when to do it. Um, in a way, by by getting close to the defence, we could bypass the midfield, but they had a role to play. And I think it just shows their importance, their their, their intelligence in, in that midfield play. Well, yeah. I always say that, yeah. can you imagine this Tottenham team with Walker and Rose as a swing-back team? You know, that, and that, that's how close we are to having a, a really, really good team. I mean, we have got a good team, but to be really... Challenging, and I, I think with Conte next season, if he gets backed and gets the players he wants, mm. he ain't gonna be happy. We're just going for fourth. Oh, no. He's gonna win. He, he wants to win things, which is I don't like going back to Pochettino 
But that's what Pochino's attitude was. No, we're, 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 we're winning a trophy next season. We're, we're 100% winning a trophy next season. 100%. Yeah, a couple of people in the chats. Uh, firstly, thanks so much for uh, getting your comments in and watching. Please hit the like, please hit the subscribe. Really helps the channel and then whack the notification bell as well. Uh, Matthew McAllister, uh, good morning from DC. New to the channel, love what I'm hearing. Love thanks Matt. so much. Yeah, uh, really pleased you're, you're, you're liking the channel Matthew. and thanks so much for watching and taking okay. the time to watch. Jay Ashraf, how you doing, buddy? Hope Bentecourt can persuade Nunes to join us. Uh, that will obviously be left for the summer. And uh, th this comment from Mark Cousins, uh, Bob, we de need squad depth desperately. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, we don't, we're fine. But the way that he's got some people playing, such as Doherty, for example, that's two in midfield, three if you include Skip when he's back, front three, uh, Romero as well, who we have to sign in the summer, so he's a Spurs player next season. Uh, do, do we need a lot less players now, certainly for the certainly for the first 11, that, than we needed maybe two months ago? So in terms of the squad depth, he's kind of uh, bumped that up a little bit in the fact that some players who we thought, well, they're never going to be here, that position is completely wide open. Now, isn't dead set, but mm. we, we've got good players there. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. so we can now concentrate on the players that we desperately need rather than we need a player for every position here. Yeah, I mean, I said a few weeks ago, by by taking Dyer and Davis to the to the next level and Doherty, he's made the squad bigger. He, he, he has. Now, but a lot of people say, oh, no, what you say? We're not going to win anything with Dyer. You know, I'm not saying we don't improve in quality. We need someone better than a Davis. We need someone yeah. better than a Dyer. We need someone better than a, than a Doherty. Um, certainly a Winks but what it's given us is a strong squad mm. a Bergwijn a confident Bergwijn gives us a bit bigger squad and exactly what Nick squad. said as well yeah. the spine is back again yeah. which we haven't exactly. had that for uh, however long now for, for example we get a good a, a, a quality defender in next season we've got I'm just using De Vrij as, a, as an example we've got a um, Romero, Dyer and De Vrij at the back um, De Vry gets injured. You look to the bench. I'll be comfortable about Davis coming on now. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll be comfortable with the Davis. Yeah. And Fergie always used to keep an experienced head in and around mm. in and around the squad. It wouldn't always make the match uh, the, the match day squad, but it, they'd always be around. And Davis is paramount. I think yeah. keeping Davis next season is is absolutely paramount. Next is is imperative next season because we need that old experienced head. And if a Dyer Romero, even a Romero Dyer or a De Vry, whoever got injured. We're turning around and got a Davis on the bench. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I'd be happy. Right wing back, get, right wing back gets injured. Look over. We've got a Doherty. Yeah, absolutely yeah, fine. Totally no agree. You can even say the same about Dyer at centre back. Exactly. You know, yeah. If you, get, if you get a decent centre back in there, you know, a world class centre back, Dyer on the bench is brilliant. You know, and you're you're, you're not only are you improving your first team, you're improving your squad. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's what Conte's done. Uh, Conte's yeah. already done that by yeah, bringing yeah. on a Doherty, a Dyer, a Davis. Um, Skip he was always going to was a, a yeah. confident Bergwijn I don't think there's a place for unfortunately for the likes of of Lucas I think he's he's going to want to move well, on problem, but then again it? yeah, yeah this is a problem I think Lucas and Bergwijn as you say are excellent players to bring off off the bench just for adding a little bit of difference yeah but whether they're going to be wanting to stay at the club next season that, that's another yeah. another thing uh, yeah. but at the moment you don't see him Getting in our first eleven, our current first eleven, but they're no. really, really handy to have on the bench. But yeah, whether they'll stay or not, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think an important, important question in 
uh, sorry, an important conversation that Bergwijn and, and Conte have got in the summer. We've got to remember that, you know, the Dutch players, the Belgian players, although we don't have it, but the Dutch players will want to want minutes because it's World Cup year and it's yeah, World Cup yeah. in November, December. So Bergwijn will want that guarantee that he's going to be featuring a lot more. Mm. In the, but w- once we're in the Champions League, we'll have a lot more. We'll have a lot more games. And, and, yeah. and Conte is going to go for the Cups as well. He's going to want a, a League yeah. Cup or a, yeah. or, a, or, a, or an FA Cup. So yeah. I think Bergwijn will get minutes. And I, and I think a confident Bergwijn, and, and let's be honest, Conte sees Bergwijn through the middle more than a, yeah. a Deke yeah, or a Sunny yeah. position. What, so, what, do you th- what do you think of this, guys? This is from Bobby K. Uh, Stevie B linked to United with Ten Hag, who, who, as it seems, is pretty much nailed on to be the next United manager. Mm. Uh, thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, I'd be really sad to see Bergwijn go. I think he's yeah. he's he's uh, he he was looking really confident under Jose, and then the Anfield situation with all the uh, terrible abuse he had to endure, I think, destroyed his confidence. And then he had bits and pieces where he got his confidence back. The goal well, against like, Villa, to, and then he got injured. A, to be yeah. honest, Chris, that that to me is just lazy journalism. Mm. Anyone. Who's a writer, or yeah, even yeah, not yeah. a writer, can say, "Hang on a minute, Dan Hague or Van Hague, he's Dutch. Bergwin's Dutch, not getting a game." Yeah, there's the link, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't pay any attention. But would you, would you, would you be looking to sell him? Or I mean, no. like, like no, Bob says, no. uh, I want to play in the World Cup. I want to, you know, at well, this moment it, it, in time where to... we play, he he can't get ahead yeah. of Kane, Son, Kudelski because they're just it, on if fire, he wants so. to go, then it's no it's no use having an unhappy player in your team. If he's if he's happy to stay and, and fight for his place, and yeah, I'd, I'd certainly certainly as I'd keep Lucas as well. Yeah, and uh, a couple, yeah. uh, one more from Bobby K. Uh, your your he's already complimented your name, Bob. Great name, great uh, name. But, <laughs> uh, talk, talk about the uh, uh, what were you talking about with the squad spot on? Need to keep them as squad players and get players that are level to start up. And then Mark yeah. uh, uh, agreeing with you as well. If we're playing twice a week next year, you've mm. got to rest players without weakening yeah. the team. So with that being said, Bob. What would you do with the goalkeeper situation? I'm not saying get Hugo out, mm. but he's obviously got two years left. Or yeah. I think this year and another year left. So I, I thought when it was announced two-year contract, that was we're getting a goalkeeper in to push him in the same way that he pushed Friedel. And as, if, when Friedel was on his way out and kind of uh, just got in at number one before Friedel retired. So I see it as kind of the same way because Galini hasn't worked. Mm. So for a goalkeeper, a premium goalkeeper... He's going to cost a lot of money. With what's happened with Sean Dyche, I'm a yeah. massive fan of Nick Pope. Whether that will drag his price down because if they do get relegated, which looks increasingly yeah. likely now with Sean Dyche gone. Uh, we're linked with uh, Sam Johnson, who's free. He's 29, so it's not really one to, to build up. Uh, it's not Alfie. What Brandon Austin signed a new contract. Yeah. Maybe they see him as the, the next big thing and, and, and on the bench next season. What, what would you do with the goalkeeper situation? That's the hardest one, isn't it? I mean... Um... I think Hugo's got another seat. And I think Hugo, again, putting sentiments to one side, if he's not good enough, he's not good enough. But I'd love to see Hugo pick up a, a lift a cup, mm. uh, get a medal mm. around him for, for his services at Spurs. Yeah. Remember, he could have gone as well. Mm. You know, yeah. he, there was a, he had a few chances to move on. But I, I, I still think he's one of the best one of the best keepers around. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for Sam Johnson. I know he's 29, mm. but he's got a good, good six years in him. There's no reason why Hugo couldn't go on for another two or three years, but I wouldn't be surprised after two years he'd want to see his latter years out in, in France in his, in his homeland. But um, I'm up for Sam Johnson. I think he's, he's underrated, the fact he plays for the lesser club. But he's, uh, and again, thanks to Will, his, um, his saving statistics are are very, very good. And, he's, and he gets plenty of practice 
He gets plenty of practice <laughs> um, uh, shot stopping. So, um, and I hate to make the comparison, but Ramsdale didn't do bad. No, he hasn't yeah. done bad. Um, and and, and oh. what, what Sam Johnson got is, is, is a bit more experience. Um, and, 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 and yeah, so uh, with regards to Bergwijn, me, me and Kim would talk we'll call, we'll call it lazy links. That we do, me and, Kim, me and Kim do talk about other things as well. It's not constantly about, about Spurs, but well, yeah, you, it's, it's, it's lazy. You only it's talk fun. when one of you sees something on Twitter. Look, this person's leaving them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it was like last fact, night. It was the, like last the first, night. The first, the first conversation we had this morning was um, <laughs> Kim was in the shower, was like, babe, Dyson's just got sacked. That was the first thing we said. This <laughs> Not good morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not good morning. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nick, Nick, uh, what's your thoughts on the goalkeeper situation? Obviously, Hugo's going to be leaving soon, so we need a new goalkeeper, whether that's Brandon Austin signing a new deal, Sam Johnson that we've been linked with. I wouldn't be surprised if we launch a bid next season for Pope. Uh, he's going to want to be playing in the Premier League with the World Cup coming up. And, and yeah, I'm not a massive fan of Pickford. But uh, what, what mm. would you do with the goalkeeper situation and the Stevie B situation as well, who... Also, he's probably going to be wanting to play because of the World Cup, but he's not getting in ahead of Kane's son Kulisevsky. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in terms, I guess, in terms of the goalkeeping department, I mean, look, it, Hugo for me has always been a great shot stopper, um, but it's it's the other parts where where the goalkeepers have evolved, you know, like the Allisons and the Edisons mm. of this world, right? Um, however, is there someone out there that's setting the world on fire? Probably not. So you know, and, and like Bob said, you know. Hugo's still probably got a good two or three years left in him. Goalkeepers tend to uh, seem to be going on and on. Um, in terms of, I guess, in terms of backup, um, obviously Sam Johnson, yeah, I mean, much better than Gallini. <laughs> you know, so in terms of, you know, in terms of that, um, in terms of that, but look, I, I one thing that I mentioned the other day or the other night um was I wouldn't be opposed to going back for Gazaniga, right? Because he mm. loves the club, the passion that he showed. And look, mm. he went he went away and he went to Fulham because he needed game time. He knew he wasn't going to get that straight away with uh, with Hugo being there. Mm. When he came in, he never he didn't really put a foot wrong, you know. So yeah, he had a couple of mistakes, didn't he? Which I guess all goalkeepers have, and Hugo's not averse to that himself. Mm. It's only really. Allison, I guess, who <laughs> doesn't really these days. But but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be adverse to, you know, because obviously he's gonna, you know, you look at Fulham are probably gonna come up, and then they'll probably go back down again, and then that might be the time that you know that we sit there and say for, to Gazaniga to come back, you know, that I mean, that's but you, you never know, you never know what I think we've missed the boat, we missed the boat on Schmeichel, uh, Old Blacks getting on and not going anywhere from Atletico. You know, and and to be fair, we've been very fortunate to have a, you know, someone like Hugo, a World Cup winning captain in our team. And like Bob said, you know, it'd be great to see him lift something. You know, that would just be, um, you know, just the 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 pinnacle for him. You know, just to for for the for the service that he's given us because he could have come and, you know, many times kind of left, gone off to United or done, you know, kind of got gone away from us. And I just, you know, I just think that you know he's he's been a servant for the club. Um, um, and I think on the on the Stevie B thing, um, yeah, I think it's just I think it's just oh look, there's a there's the manager coming over from Holland. He's going go to go <laughs> to Man United. Oh, there's a story there. Um, oh, that's exactly what Brad said. 
two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's just I think it's, it's I think look at the moment it's you know I think it's what what are we we're we're two weeks away from season ticket deadline day. Um, we're yeah. you know so all this news and stuff is is going to be flying around. Um, you know, obviously there was that tweet last night about Martinez, Botman, and um, the. Uh, Devry or no, a yeah. available on from Inter. It, it, look, I think we're used to this. I think we're not going to start getting excited and like Bob always says, until they're holding that shirt up on a hotspur away. There's no point looking into it. But there, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be more. The more that we we kind of the, the way that we're playing in the you know fourth place and Champions League and you know there'll be that all. Oh, he wants to choose Tottenham or Arsenal. Who's he going to choose? Will Tottenham have, you know, it's, we're going to have all of this in, you know, in the next few weeks and months and especially when the transfer window open. And, um, you know, so I think we just need to just, just see, like you said, um, you know, we, we, you know, and everyone said we are going to need to improve that squad and we're going to improve that depth. You know, I think, you know, does Stevie B want to go just to play? I mean, he's getting selected anyway, even though he's not getting much game time. Um, and scoring yeah. goals as well, isn't he? He scored a exactly. few in so, um, the, uh, the the international break. Yeah. So realistically, you kind of you know, there's there's always that thing where you think, oh, he's not playing, and then he, you know, I I I just think that you know they they either they need to take a decision. Would I be would I be upset if we lost Stevie B, Lucas, even Regalong? Would I be upset? No, if it meant that we went out and got the right players and. Like you've, like we've all said, it does. We don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds. You know, it. For example, if if Stevie B did go to United for twenty million and we went and got Tielemans, hmm. I'd be I'd be a lot happier that you know, and that's a five million pound difference over the course of you know over the course of their contract, which is you know which is nothing. So, yeah, look, we need to be smart. We can't go out and go, oh, let's go and spend you know fifty seven million on on one for the future or. You know, mm. like a Lacelso or Endon Bele, and you know, and and look at kind of you know, look at kind of that's all kind of you know panned out. We could we could easily spend 60, 70 million on four quality players that are experienced, you know. Um, mm. And there's obviously that little rumor of uh, Mr. Bale apparently coming yeah. back as well. So you never know. Oh, you never know. Is, is he coming back? I'd take him for squad depth. Uh, Brad, uh, uh, firstly, yeah. with, with, with first, firstly with Lovis. Do you, do you see, like Bob says, he's got a few years left in him. Do you see him taking those few years with us, or do you think, like yeah, Bob said, contract is yeah. up, and then I, I want to finish in France, or do you see him three, four years with Spurs? And then secondly, conference. and secondly, would you take Bale back? Okay, first on Lloris, he took a two-year extension, didn't he? Which I presume means this season and, and next season, which sort of indicates to me one that the club obviously don't want to give a player of his age a long contract. Or it might be that he, he said, well, yeah, I love it here, but I do want to eventually end up in France, whatever. That, to me, says... Now, I obviously can't speak on behalf of Sam Johnston, but Sam Johnston is 29, as Bob says. You could quite say, well, look, you know, you're going to come to uh, you know a, a club in the Premiership, hopefully the Champions League, 56,000, 60,000 people every couple of weeks, Conte is your manager, and a goalkeeper that probably will be returning to France in a season or so. So how do you feel? You know, we can use the word groom again, groom the player to become <laughs> our next goalkeeper and, and, and play him in the League Cup, play him in the FA Cup, that sort of thing. And you've got your ready-made goalkeeper. I think Brandon Austin, and I do like Alfie Whiteman when I saw him in pre-season friendlies, but I think they're still young. So I think you, you still keep you need them. a couple of loan deals. Yeah, yeah. Like loan them out, keep them as a third, that sort of thing. 
As far as Bowers concerned, and this is becoming a cliche now, if Conte wants him, then yeah, I'm all for it. My uh, romantic and sentimental side says, yeah, I'd love to see Bow playing at the new stadium. I mean, that was one of the things about last season, seeing him score those goals in an empty stadium, you know. So I'd love to see him play for Tottenham one more time. Again, he, I talking about backup, he would be good to have on the bench. You've got Kulicheski <laughs> setting the world on fire. Bring him off. Bring Bal on. And that's what, what a player that Kulisevsky would be able to learn from. Exactly. Well. Now, yeah, now whether Bal wants to do that with, as you say, World Cup year, I don't know. You know, but yeah, well, I, mean, I, I, I think Bale could not play any football from now until November. He's still playing the Wales. Wales. <laughs> yes, true, He's actually. in that Wales team. He ain't being but, left out there. Yeah, so so get back to the question: Do I want Bale? Sentimentally, romantically, yes, I do. If Conte, but realistically, if Conte wants him, I'm not sure Bale can fit into the Conte system, and 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 and, and Nick and Bob probably know more than I do on that, that sort of thing. But to have him as a backup for Kulicheski. Wow, that that'll be that'll be some backup. So so in that regards, I say yes. So if Conte does want him and and knows he can fit him into a team, into a squad, then 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 yes. And obviously, Bale's got European experience as well. So yeah, no, I'd definitely say yes in that in that yeah, regard. And, uh, yeah, I'll ask you the same question, Bob. But firstly, uh, Nick, you're in trouble from Bobby K. Stop talking sense. <laughs> <laughs> Levy doesn't make sense. Hopefully, Conte sorts him out. We will know in a few months. Um, but yeah, Bob, in terms of Bale. Uh, would you take him back? Would he come back? I mean, ov- obviously, like what a, a person to learn from for Kulisevsky, and, and even Son and Kane could learn from him mm-hmm. as, as well. Uh, and a winner in the team, a winner in the team, so almost Conte's uh, player in chief. Uh, and, and and also uh, Bobby Kay's asked about him. Mm-hmm. Does he have the legs to work in a Conte system? Uh, so yeah, what, what's your view on the whole bail? situation or is it just lazy journalism again because no, uh, season uh, ticket uh, deadline day two weeks away no I think you know I think us and Cardiff are in the running um, <laughs> to 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 sign him but um, I'm going to say something unique now if Conte wants him um, but uh, <laughs> yeah I, 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 uh, I, do, I, do, I do believe he can fit into the system he won't bring the legs that are Decky and, and Sonny will uh, and but I do think he can play down the left. But I don't think we should poo-poo anyone who doesn't fit into the system because we need the number eights mm. in our squad. Mm. We need um, someone who can bring something different uh, when we need a formation change. So uh, I'm, I'm not for the idea if, if if a player doesn't fit into the system, we shouldn't be looking at him. I think we need a variation. But, you know, putting the romanticism to one side... Bale would would make any squad better, mm. but we do need to look at his mindset as well. With it being a World Cup year, I think he'd want to put he'd want to put on a few performances. Plus, he's coming back to a club he's he was at uh, a year or so ago, so he wouldn't he probably wouldn't need that bedding in period. Mm. The only thing that worries me about uh, Bale is the physical physical side. How long will he need? If we get him early enough, get a pre season in. Then yeah, all all the better. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be up for Bell coming back because he has got quality. The two goals for Wales. Mm. Against, uh, Take three kicks. Showed, yeah. showed, showed his quality. Yeah, and uh, Nick, for you, obviously, if he played on the left side, Kulisevsky, he showed uh, 
with Jose. Maybe it was Jose telling him not to, but he didn't track back, which is something that Kulisevsky has done fantastically well, certainly when you've got uh, Emerson or Doherty there, who defensively aren't the greatest. So for me, if he came back, I think it would probably be more as an impact kind of sub mm. on, on those areas and for the team and then, you know, playing the full game in League Cup and, and, and FA Cup and what have you. But would you have him back or do you think or, and do you think he'd come back or do you think the wages would be an issue? And uh, Mark then said, we've bought a golf club next to the training ground. <laughs> really yeah, so so when we were moaning about why has he bought a golf club? Up here, up here. Yeah, look, I, I you know, I, I think like, I'd have him back in a heartbeat, like Brad was saying. I, you know, I, I haven't, I've never had the, 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 or been fortunate enough to have watched Bale live. And, you know, to come on, you know, we, I think we were all talking about the other night. Oh, I'd love Bale to come on and smash Chelsea the other night, you know, score, score a worldie like he did against Liverpool, you know, when he came on mm. and uh, bang that overhead free kick. You know, those are, he's the type of player that, you know, if we're talking about impact off the bench mm. with 20 minutes to go. Um, you know, and he could play. He could play all along the front three. You know, so it's not just necessarily um, Decky. Obviously, that's his preferred position. But if if needed, he could play. You know, anywhere in that top three. And mm. I think, like we've all said, you know, if, if you know, he makes it better. He makes the squad better. Um, that there's the romantic part about it. But you know, could you imagine? You know, could you imagine Champions League? You know, set. You know, last sixteen quarterfinal, we need a goal. Bale comes on under the lights. That would just be, you know, I mean, I got goosebumps now just talking about it. You know what I mean? So tissues. Don't even think you tissue, Brad. But yeah, um, but you know that that's the type of thing that you, you you know you kind of take yourself back to. You know, he's you know if we talk about. Larice, you know, him wanting to win a trophy. Imagine Bale coming back and it would just be mm. like the kind of final chapter in his career. Do you know what I mean? He goes off to the World, you know, we win goes off to the World Cup, does whatever, comes back, and then we win a, we win that trophy. And uh just it it would just be incredible. It'd be like fairy tales written all over for Kane, for Larice, for Bale, you know, because like like you know, like what happened at the start, you know, we didn't win a game for what, twenty-four games or something ridiculous mm. or something when mm. he was in the side. Uh, and to see him develop from that left wing, that left left, left back to then the left mm. wing back to the attacker, just, you know, it, it would be great. And, you know, the, there's the same, you know, the same sort of romanticism around Ericsson as well. You know, again, if, uh, you know, that if Conte wants him, you know, if, if you thought those two come back on a free, we're, okay, we've got their wages, but that's two players that instantly make the squad better, right? And I know there's the whole... Um, thing around Ericsson wanting to leave and the way he left and what have you. But hey, if those two came in and then we got another three or four players, then God almighty, it, it, it won't be just the cup we're winning. You know, we, we'll be challenging for that Premier League. I, I firmly believe it. It's all about, for me, like like I said, I, I couldn't care less if we spend money or don't spend money. As long as it comes out at the end, we've got the players that Conte wants when Conte wants them, players out that Conte wants out and, and when he wants them out that's all that matters uh, you know like brad said it's become a cliche but it, it, it's true like you know he's the manager he's employed to get the results so you get him the players that uh he wants but uh yeah brad coming back to the game on on, on saturday uh we've all said that it's going to be a spurs win some more emphatically than others but you know there are two teams playing in this game and they're not a bad team, Brighton, so they do have some danger men. But for you, who are the danger men? For me, I'm a big fan of Trossard. Mm. 
and and more mm. pay. I think if more pay was in that 16, 17 team for us, he'd have scored a hat full of goals. Yeah. It's just ne- not necessarily the the clear cut chances that he always gets for Brighton, even though they create a lot of, of chances. And any team really who have a tall defender uh, when they put a cross in from set pieces is going to cause us problems because seemingly we can't defend them. Although I thought against Villa we were a lot lot better than we have been in recent games. Who? But yeah, for you the the, the Brighton danger men that we have to. Well, to I, I, I must admit I don't don't know too much about them, uh, but I do the players you mentioned. Uh, what who's that player that uh, scored that brilliant goal against Arsenal? And, Web- and Webpe. Yeah, he, he, he certainly looking at, at the highlights, which I mean, you, you can probably make me look great in highlights, but, <laughs> but yeah, he he looked, he looked no, he looked really really good, and I think that would be a player to watch out for on on Saturday. But as I said, I don't really know a lot about Brighton set set pieces. Yeah, we've still got a problem with that. I think I, I thought we yeah. looked a lot better against Villa with him, other than the Coutinho one where he's tried to catch mm. out Loris. I can't remember yeah. them winning too many. Headers, yeah. Or, well, I, I or, guess you, or anything I guess you, like that. I guess they must have been, you know, since the the uh, the West Ham goal. Uh, I think they would have been probably practicing and practicing and practicing. As I, as I've always said, when you get to tactics, you you want to do it up here. You want to do it without thinking. Do it instinctively. I call it a mental muscle memory. And I think with more and more coaching, especially, I, I read yeah. the other day that they're now spending a lot more time on videos of games because they've got the time during the week to do it than they did yeah. before when we were playing two games every week. So you're hoping that, yeah, they're starting to know where they should be, who they should be marking, what they should be doing, you know, where they should be in certain times. And that's becoming instinctive, which is why going back to keeping the same 11 or more or less the same 11 for the rest of the season to me is very important. But uh, yeah, I mean, as I said before, we can't underestimate Brian. I'm confident we're going to win, but I think we need to be, you know, we, we're not going to just turn up and win. But then again, you know, this is a mentality Conte is breeding in their players. That, you know, mm. you, you've got to you've got to go out there and win the game. It, it, you know, you haven't you, you haven't got three points given to you just to turn it up. So, yeah, so yeah, so I'm, I'm confident in that respect. Yeah, before we come on to Bob and Nick for that, a couple of comments. Uh, Marcus said, after Bale destroyed mm. Mycon, I did a 500-mile round trip to scuffed at Bolton and he never played. Uh, <laughs> and in terms yeah. of the transfers, Bobby Kay said, sorry, lads, I think we should look at players that can contribute, not players that can come on for the last 15 minutes. Uh, I love Bale and Christian Eriksen, but taking my emotions out, I think we can get better. I, I'd agree with Bale there, but yeah. Eriksen's playing every game for Brentford at the moment. And uh, I, I work with a guy who's a Brentford season ticket holder. And, and what he said, which you can see watch, watching the games, is Ivan Tony is now making runs into the box because Christian Eriksen is playing. Mm. And can mm. you imagine Kane not having to track back and, and drop into midfield because he's got Ericsson doing that. And he was, take his last season out where, you know, the, the issues that Nick talked about, he was so disciplined as well. The amount yeah. of running he was doing, whether he can do that again, 10,000 uh, um, uh, 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 kilometres uh, a game, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, and, and from what Bob and Nick and Brad were all saying, it, it, it would it's free. <laughs> so then you can go and buy out the players that you want that can contribute, that you are confident can contribute, but you've got Christian Eriksen to come off the bench if it's not going well and, and bail and, and mm. yeah, five subs as well next year as well. So there's yeah. even more, more opportunity to change games. And uh, yeah, Iggy, how you doing, buddy? Big up, Iggs. Hi, Iggy. But yeah, Bob, uh, uh, Brighton's danger men for you? Yeah, I mean, it was um, Mwepu, not Mwepu, my, 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 my <laughs> fault. But it's, it's, uh, 
a Trossard like yourself, Gross is a good midfield player. They've got some quality quality there as well. I think Welbeck and and, and Mapay might might cause a few problems. It's our it's our right hand side, and I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my hands up. You know I'll, I've probably been the biggest critic of 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 Emerson. I gave him a a five out of ten after he scored against Newcastle, and um, <laughs> so. But, but I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Everyone's a critic these days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But I'll be. I'll be. Honest. I did think, and I thought, and I thought, you know, am I being a bit too harsh? So, hands up. I looked. I watched the Newcastle game closely, yeah, and Emerson played, and and the Villa game, uh, uh, Emerson, and hands up. I stick by my guns. Is shit. <laughs> um, it just confirmed. No, no, Bob. No, no, Bob. He's, I mean, um, we need to back him. Of, of course, he. What is what Emerson brings is heart. Um, yeah. Do, do you and think he, there's an element of, of he's young, so he could get better, or do you think? Hopefully, it's, hopefully. It's, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, because there is an element as well. When we bought Doherty, he obviously impressed really well as a wing back at Wolves. We brought him in. Jose played him as a right back. Yeah. Uh, whereas Emerson was played as a right back. Brought in. With Nuno, I suppose, but so it was a right back. Uh, but now he's being played as a wing back, so it's slightly. I mean, they're not massively dissimilar. It's yeah. not like going from a goalkeeper to a striker, but th- there are differences there. And I, I thought with Emerson against City, when he, I, I don't think he went past the halfway line. It's just mm. concentrate on defending. I thought he was superb there. He obviously had Kulisevsky was helping him, and, and and that must give him a lot of confidence knowing that if I do get caught, I've got someone here rather than yeah. if I get caught oh my God, it's a chance of a goal. Whereas at Southampton, when it's uh, go forward, think about that, then defend, and you don't have someone uh, backing you, he was awful and his concentration win. So do, do you think he can get better or, or do you think this is kind of as good as we're going to get with the five out of ten? No, no, I, I, th- I think, uh, I hope he turns out to be the best right wing back in, in the world. I really do. And and it, putting all jokes aside, you know, he's not shit. He's a Spurs player. He's one of the best. He's one of our own right now. So uh, we need to back him. And it, I'm, I'm being a bit hypocritical. I can't big up Conte and say he's the best out there. And then question his decision to play an Emerson at right back. So mm-hmm. the right wing back. So, uh, you know, all joking aside, we need to back him. He is a try. It does give it his all. Unfortunately, yeah. quality, the quality just isn't right yeah. right there. Yeah. At, at the that, but, yeah. but it will, hopefully, if Conte can make the likes of Adair and Davis and Doherty back better, certainly once Emerson gets a few minutes in, he can improve, but I'm not going to lie. It does worry me. You know, he, he, Villa made a point of attacking our right hand side, mm. knowing full well that Emerson there, and and I still that, can... that's where Kulusevski is even more important, isn't it? Yeah. I think sure Romero's more back. important, Chris, because I, th- I think mm, Romero yeah, covers Emerson yeah. over, yeah. over and yeah, over again, point. and and when um, and, and Ramsey went through, and, and Emerson was just a statue uh, to to, yeah. to and, and Lloris made that world class save. You know, it, it does worry me. But against Brighton, we've got enough quality throughout throughout the the rest of the team, and Emerson possibly as well, to to get the better and, and win out comfortably. But yeah, Brighton, I think they'll bring a bit of confidence into uh, into the into the uh, into the game after beating Arsenal. But let's be honest, we're 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 miles ahead of Arsenal right now, uh, in 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 respect of, of of form and the way we're playing and. and and uh, and the way we set up at home, we've got the beating of everyone and anyone, and and Brian ain't going to hold any 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 form of challenge. Yeah, and uh, uh, Nick, in terms of their danger men for you, 
Uh, is it the same guys we've mentioned? Or, or yeah, and then I, I, I mean, look, I, I think that you know, there's obviously their, their wing backs, um, Cucurella and Lamptey, um, could cause us some problems. Um, but like like Bobby said, I think you know, being at home, um, then then we'll see. I guess we'll we'll see what happens tomorrow because there's the um, if Conta if Emerson plays tomorrow, then he'll be playing the, the rest of the season. But there is that question mark whether Cess will play at right back like he used yeah. to for Fulham. Um, and and uh, Reggie will play on the left, so we'll have to wait and see what what happens tomorrow. But yeah, we we just you know it's, it, there's you know there's the, the the amount of games that we've got left. We just need to support support everyone that's on that you know that's on that pitch. Um, it's it's you know it stood us in good stead the last well seven of the last nine games, um, mm-hmm. and even then really you know apart from Ronaldo, that Man U game's different. So you know it's. Yeah, we, you know, I, I, we'll be too strong for them, and I don't think, you know, like like we've always said, and I think the last few weeks going there, we get that early goal, um, then we're just going to run riot. Um, but even when we don't get the early goal, you look at like Newcastle, we went behind, we had that test, um, we were all sitting there thinking, uh oh, uh oh, is this where it's going to sort of the wheels are going to yeah. start coming off? And a huge and that, test in that first half against Villa as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that was. Constant pressure for at least twenty-five minutes. Yeah, and that, you know, and the Spurs. I think we've all said it as well. A Spurs team two or three years ago would have crumbled and gone in three-one-four-one at half time, and the and the game would have been done. And I think that's you know that's the belief that the players have got through Conte and 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 them being as you know being as a team and and really really working together and and they've had that time. So yeah, look, we've had we've had those tests and and look, there'll be some more tests to come. We. You know, we, we we need to be in. We, we we've got through Romero not being getting his booking, so his his suspensions are clear. We just need to you know yeah. keep the players fit, injury free, and support them. And yeah, that you know, there's there's no reason why we can't win the rest of the games to the end of the season. You know, yeah. And, and we've mentioned Romero there. I mean, absolutely superb. He's been potentially made Dyer and uh, 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 Davies look even better. Uh, Bob's already mentioned about Emerson and him helping him. Uh, it's got to curb the kind of attitude a little bit. I mean, certainly uh, West Ham, he, he got in someone's face, but he is young. But I loved against Villa. I can't remember who it was when the guy tried to run around him and he just blocked him off and just looked yeah. at him like, what are you <laughs> fucking complaining about? This is football. Uh, yeah. But h- how good can that guy be? Because we have to buy him in the summer. That's part of the deal. So he's he's a permanent Spurs player. Uh, as of next, si- well, he already is, isn't he? Because we have to buy yeah. him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how good can that well, guy be? That 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 is really and, and look, don't get me wrong, I think that the football club asking for season ticket money by April twenty ninth is absolutely disgraceful. Let me put that out there right away. But I worked it out, that works out at about forty five million pounds that the club are gonna be getting. That pays you Kulacheski, that pays you Romero. So maybe that's the reasoning behind it. Although I think it's more that they're just greedy bastards, but, but <laughs> yeah, if, you it, if you look at it that way, uh, then yeah. Well, what the, you've the done, Brad, is you, you've, just, you've just given them the excuse on here now. They might not have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Bob uh, Romero, how how good can that guy be? Yeah, I've been going. My, my links between uh, Romero and, and Kleenex <laughs> has been going on since last October. <laughs> I've 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 I described him as a dog last October when there was only I don't think we were even linked linked with him. Um, I've rated him for God knows how long. Uh, Brian Daigle will know um, messages after messages ages ago, 
about this 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 kid, this this, this guy who, um, yeah, he's going to be the, he's going to be the best defender in the world. He's really got the potential to mm. be the best, best. And it just shows when he wants to, you know, tailor it in a bit and not get a yellow card. He has mm. got it in him as well. He had to go the Villa game and and the, uh, without getting a yellow card and the Brighton game without a yellow card to, uh, to to not get a suspension. He managed the Villa game without a yellow. Well, he's gone a few games without a yellow now. Three in a um, row, yeah. Three yeah, so so he has got it in him to to play play that sensible uh, and, and still be quality and, and be one of our best players. He's going to be hands down the best defender in the world. Hmm. I do believe yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely superb business and and young as well. Got Conte there, who who you know has got a history of <laughs> coaching young players. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bobby K says, uh, 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 Nick, the mentality and Hugo. The reason we didn't go into the half down talking about the Villa game. Love seeing a display like that by Hugo. Yeah. Hopes it gives him a massive boost going into the end of the season. Just hopefully his concentration stays. But in terms of uh, Romero, I mean. It's almost like uh, we got rid of Lamella, got him in. It, it's someone who's got a bit of bite. There was there was one game earlier in the season, I can't remember who, who it was against, but Emerson went down and someone kicked the ball and it hit his head or back. Yeah. And the players just were like, well, okay. Yeah. Whereas we've seen the Battle of the Bridge and everything Lamella did, and there's, there's kind of like, not a siege mentality, but they're all in it together. And Romero seems to have taken it upon himself. To Imagine do Romero up. at the Battle of the Bridge. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. God. Well, well, I'm pretty sure he'd have been arrested, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but it, it's almost brought that kind of team mentality kind of back him, him, yeah. him there. And, and I mean, you see, he puts a, 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 like a Spanish or Portuguese, uh, uh, I'm not sure what language he speaks on Instagram about the game, and it, it translates to something like, let's go kill them or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just say, don't under, under a lot of people are saying. You know, Romero's brought the best out of Dyer. Don't underestimate what Dyer's brought to mm. Romero's game as well. Yeah. There's a reason why yeah. um, Conte trusts Dyer in the middle of, of the back three. And he's a talker. Yeah. He well, is. One thing we, we noticed during lockdown, or certainly when, well, certainly yeah, during yeah. lockdown, was, was how much Dyer talks. Yeah. And I think he's brought on Romero's game as well. And I, I think it's, it becomes a bit fashionable, doesn't it, to, to diss on Dyer and, and yeah. take the piss out of him. Yeah. Uh, to, back that, to back that up, Bob, I, where I sit at the ground, I'm sort of level with the back line uh, in, in one, you know, obviously on one half. And yeah, you can see him talking and organising. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. 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 What, what do you think of uh, uh, Romero, Nick and uh, uh, Dyer as well? And, and certainly that back three together and, and Hugo there as well. Generally, the, the, the two wing backs, well, it, it's given us a kind of a basis of, of, they're always playing. Whereas when Jose was chopping and changing, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of the, we obviously need reinforcements there. But Romero in particular has been absolutely superb, has he not? Yeah, I mean, I I saw him. I think the first the first game I went to, it was um, Paco Ferreira or Ferreira Roche. <laughs> um, when uh, and Romero just like he, he was just sat there and just like in awe of him, like he was. You know, putting in cha- challenges. It was rough and ready. He was, you know, he was driving up up to the middle of the park, driving up front. You could tell that he was, you know, he was going to be something special. And and um, you know, he's like you say, the last few games he started to, you know, develop that that um, disciplinary side of him where he knows that you know he can't afford to get two more bookings. He's not been booked in three games, so he's learning. But you know, just you know, you think about um, Richarlison. You think about. Um, 
you know, Ings, you think about um, Joe, yeah, um, San, 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 Max, San, mm. San Maxim, you, you think Antonio, about all these players. He, Antonio, yeah. Antonio, yeah. You think about Antonio, these... he, he basically forced Moyes to take Antonio yeah. off by not mm. allowing yeah. him to, to turn. And yeah. You know, all those players that have got more experience, uh, especially, you know, Antonio Richarlison and, and, um, uh, you know, in that in that kind of, and, and that type of thing, and he, and he just literally just just destroyed them and made them it, you know kind of invisible. And you know they had to they're having to change. He's he's forcing the opposition to change the way they're playing and move players to different side of the pitch. And then obviously it's then affecting their game. And they're having to. I mean, it was Richarlison was the best one. That you know he he moved them across to the other side to give him a, about a five minute break. And then it obviously wasn't working, so I had to move it back. And Richarlison's face was like, "Oh fuck, I've got to go over that side again," you know. So, you know, it just just you know, the back three and the front three at the moment, that they're all firing. Those six are firing on all cylinders, you know. And it, it it's just it's just a pleasure to see. And I think we just need to, yeah, like you said, we have got the backup, but yeah, Dyer. Okay, you know, we 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 saw the difference, you know, having Sanchez in there, Tanganga in there. Um, you know, they need those other players with experience, you know, and, and let's not forget, right, Dyer hasn't been a centre-back for, for you know, all his career. So it's not mm. as if he's, you know, he, he's been there and he knows it, right? And he, so it's it's also, like Bobby said, Romero's also brought his, his game on because he knows what he needs to do. He, he knows he needs to be responsible. He knows he needs to command them all. And, and that's allowed, the, the, the you know, either side to kind of, obviously, that then rubs off on, Davis because he doesn't need to be worrying about he's you know because sometimes I guess at the start Davis was worrying you know you see him like he's always like he was always like that looking around what do I need to do mm. where should I be and he, he's comfortable in, in in you know on that left side of that three yes we need to upgrade it but you know that it's, it's like they've brought the best out of each other you know they they all feel comfortable you know who would you know when we were sat there you know thinking oh Ben Davis is playing his name's on the score sheet he's scoring <laughs> bloody goals He's doing all sorts now, you know. What I mean? So we wouldn't want, you know, we wouldn't want him coming off. You know, we we if if we got there tomorrow and they saw Ben Davis and playing, we're like, what? Why is Ben Davis not playing? That's outrageous, you know. Yeah. I, I have to say that I I was never one of the Ben Davis haters. I never thought I never said he was absolutely brilliant. But I always thought he was a really decent player to have in your squad that would mm. do a job. Yeah, yeah I think Romero. The thing about Romero is, it's. I mean, you've got a lot of tough tackling defenders, but Romero seems to read the game so well, mm. and his time is like impeccable. It's, it's just, yeah, this player is what twenty four, already won mm. Defender of the Year in in Italy, and now setting you know, certainly the Tottenham Premiership alight. So yeah, if this guy, and he said, I think in an interview that uh, he said, oh, if you take away all the aggression and all that thing, what's the point in playing? You know, so uh, <laughs> you know, so I mean, I, 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 you know, remember back to the days. Well, when I was actually living in Australia, but players like Graham Roberts, what mm. they used to bring to the team, and, and even going back further, players like Dave Mackay. Mm. You know, so these these players I mean a you know, really integral part of any decent team. Yeah, I mean Bobby Kay as well with Romero. Uh, he's been great as of late, and only improving that ball out from the back for Sun's goal was fantastic. Mm. I mean, it was a, it was a it was a fairly good ball, but like Bob said earlier, you, you don't really expect Kane to play a pinpoint exactly. <laughs> through ball with his head. Uh, <laughs> but then Romero probably knows that Kane's probably done it in training that he can do that, so you're playing to mm. his advantages there. Uh, Danny Kiriakou in the chat, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Paddy Hartman. 
Danny Keary, yeah. Sorry, I'll do that. <laughs> and, uh, Paddy Hartnett, there's a family feeling in the squad again mm. that I did not see yep. since the pot days. They all seem to be fighting for each other, and that's mm. a joy to see again. Absolutely. And, and yep. it showed, I, I think, after the Villa game, uh, after the game, Emerson was dancing, Hoiberg was dancing, they were <laughs> cheering, the, the, clapping the fans, whereas we've seen in the, in the bad days this season and, and before, they just walk off. I, I can't remember what the game was. I think it might have been the last game of last season. It was only a couple of players who stayed out and clapped the fans. Whereas yeah. now, yeah, absolutely. And it's got to be Conte. It's got to be Conte. And the players responding to Conte. Well, Conte uh, himself goes onto the pitch, doesn't he, at the end, Chris? Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah. Hugs and, 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 and on Conte, how good is it to see a manager that when we score doesn't go like... Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, the you know, that he I, has I think there's the... one thing that's really bugging Conte right now, and I, I bet you, it, but he'd love to give Chelsea a game right now. Yeah, he'd love to play <laughs> yeah. Chelsea right now. Yeah, he'd absolutely love yeah. that. I think I yeah. really, really gripes him, and he can't yeah. wait to the next time. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know, that, that... I don't know stat wise, but I wonder if there's anyone in the chat can do this. I wonder what our average amount of points since Conte has been in charge. If you put it over a whole season, how many points would we end up with? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the passion there can only filter through to the players. Yeah, exactly. And the fans as well. I mean, you, you know, the, the, yeah. the deafening noise of the Antonio chant is, <laughs> you don't really hear that loud anymore. No. But yeah, I mean, I, long may it continue. With regards to Conte, I mean, you say, you say, do you, do you all think there were possibly, we could have or should have won at least three more games this season? Mm. You know, we think Man United, we think yeah. Southampton, and possibly yeah. another. If we won three more games, we'd be one point behind City. Yeah. That, so it's I, I, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I actually thought the Chelsea game, the one where ZX scored that belter, I, I, I thought we were good value in that first half. Was I, I was a in plan. a coma, but I was in a coma. Oh. Right? I missed that one. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so, Bob, if you basically, Bob, if you'd come out of your coma earlier, we could yeah. be going into the league. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seven wins in nine since. Seven wins in nine essentially since. Essentially, it was Jose Ball just play deep and play on the counter attack, but we scored a perfectly good goal, which was. Uh, yeah. Well, but the plan was working there, essentially 1 0 up, and then we got caught out. He made a mistake by not taking Tanganga off because he was on a booking and then they targeted him straight from the, the off. We obviously didn't have Kulisevsky there and no one to track back. But yeah, I, I, I didn't think we played that bad. Whereas now we seem to have a free-flowing kind of, of well, I think... way that we're playing. And, and yeah, we just got to keep that going. And, and like we said earlier, I, I think if we can play like that, certainly with what we did at, at home, I think Liverpool will be wary of committing to, and, and if Klopp plays his suicide tactics again of uh, losing the ball and only having two defenders back, we're going to get chances again. I think what the, I mean, it's, it's quite easy to say what if, but if you look at the three games, I, I thought at tour we we're going to win the Man United game. I thought we we're yeah, going to, but yeah. you know, we, yeah. and to be fair, we probably lost it because of one one player's brilliance. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, we lost at home to Southampton after being 2-1 up. We lost at home to Wolves and we lost Wolves, at Burnley. Those three games, games, never, yeah. Wolves, we those never three got games, going yeah. at all. Yeah. But then I guess one of those is counteracted by the win at Man City. So they, yeah. they will counteract it. But certainly two of those games, yeah, if we can win one of those games, I mean, certainly against Southampton, 2-1 up. Yeah. Uh, but then again, we didn't play well on those two games. Wolves and Southampton both deserve to beat us. And and I actually yeah. got a train home after the Southampton game. And there were three Southampton fans on there, and honestly, hearing them talk, 
It was like that was the best night of their life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely hitting the form at the right time. We just got to mm. carry it on. So, with That's that it. being said, uh, let's start with you, Nick. Uh, how will the game pan out and your predictions? I, I can't give a prediction that's in the score because it's too much tempting yeah. bait. And if I get it right, I haven't been to Labrooks and I've lost out on money. But, <laughs> I, but I, I think we will win. And if 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 Brighton decide to let Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, Bentancur, if he plays, have space, we could kill them, certainly, if we get that first goal. If they get the first goal and then sit back, it'll be a tight one. But I still think we've got enough to win. But uh, how do you think the game will pan out and, and, and the predictions? <laughs> I think at the moment, as much as we do, we didn't want a game in the week and then a game at the weekend, we, we you know we 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 you know we're excited. I mean, it was yesterday and I was getting overexcited, and today I'm overexcited because it's been a bank holiday and everything else. I'm just I just can't wait. Like tomorrow, tomorrow come come kick off, I might be asleep because I would have used all my energy up. But uh, um, but look, I think yeah. I, I mean, I would say you know it could be. It could be a cricket score, right? I, I I firmly believe it. If we if we go there and we start off and we go like if we if we transfer the last two second halves into the first half, we could blow we could blow them away and be four five nil up by half time. And you know, I, I jokingly said seven nil, but if we start like that, there's no reason to say that it couldn't be. Um I've kind of reined myself in a little bit and calmed down and uh, but I, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be a three nil win. Um, another three goals on our goal difference. Um, and yeah, I, you know, everyone, the thing is, it's Easter weekend. So everyone's, the weather's nice. People are going to be mm. in a, in a, in a great <laughs> mood. So please Tottenham, don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Brad, how do you see it panning out? I mean, th- this is a time, it does 7-0 would be nice, although we then get all of our goals out in one. Uh, I remember the Wigan game scoring nine, we didn't score yeah. for three games, so you've got to share yeah. your goals out. But, but th- this is a time where it's just about winning. So if it has to be an ugly 2-1, can I make a point? I, I'm confident we can win on, on, on Saturday. The game against Villa, the three, well, actually all four goals were pinpoint accurate into the corners. They mm. were so good. Mm. Sometimes you'll hit a good shot and it will hit the post or go wide. So some days you get you get the right, you, you, no, don't get me wrong, there were great goals and the team played well, especially in the second half. But sometimes you, you get the luck and the, the ball, that great shot will go in rather than, than go wide. So we must be aware that that could happen against Brighton or anyone for that matter. So the talk of our oh, 5-0, 6-0, if you have that sort of luck go against you, you don't win those games. Having said that, I poo-pooed everyone when, we said, when they said we beat Newcastle 4 or 5. I poo-pooed mm-hmm. everyone when they said we beat Villa 4 or 5. So... <laughs> I'm going to poo-poo them now. Poo-poo me now, Brad. And when we yeah, win 7-0, I'm going to But yeah, I, I, I'm confident we'll win. Uh, but don't be surprised if it's one of those games where we, we try and try and try and things like quite work off and we hit great goalkeeper plays a brilliant game, whatever. But I still think we can win. Yeah, and Bob, I, I'm pretty sure I know your score prediction, but I'll ask anyway. <laughs> and uh, in terms of the game, do you see Brighton coming out for us or, or sitting back and trying to play counter-attack? Because I think if they come out for us and there's gaps there, Kane, Sun, Kulu can have mm-hmm. a, a, like Nick says, a field day. Yeah, they, they could do whatever they want. We'll still beat them. <laughs> no, no doubt. But Brian can bring their A game. 
if we bring our A game, there's only one mm. winner. I said that against Villa as well. Yeah. For um, yeah, it, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very surprised, Brad, if we made, uh, if we made it hard work. I really would. Uh, the way we're playing, the confidence that uh, that we're showing, the momentum, the mindset. You know, everyone's integrating the, the, the team has all integrated their uh, the same mindset as a Conte. And, you know, what Conte has been saying in the press conferences, you know, when we smell blood, we must go in for the kill. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, yeah, yeah, yesterday he said... Yeah. Romero will be translating that and putting that on Instagram yeah, at 12 o'clock tomorrow. I, I think Romero will literally be doing that. He, he, uh, I can smell blood. <laughs> he, he will, he will. But, um, yeah, we'll take that literally. But even yesterday, you know, people, uh, there was a question, hey, do you think you're going to cope with the pressure? And he goes, good, we want the pressure. A mm. team like Spurs needs Need to play pressure. with pressure. Yeah. If we didn't have pressure, we'd be doing shit, I'll paraphrase, of course. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, I think we're, we're finally growing with the pressure. I think we, we're, we're, we're going to the next level because of the mm. pressure. And I think someone mentioned earlier, Kane's in his element because he wants to be the leader, although he doesn't have the captain's armband, but he's a leader on on the pitch, just like a dyer. They want to be taking Spurs to a fourth comfortable win tomorrow, four-one, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Well, have we have we scored? We've scored twelve goals without Kane scoring. Am I right? Yeah, something like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Right, he's for No, I think he scored one in twelve. He's scored nine goals without him scoring the last two yeah, games. Yeah. It's why Pep hasn't called us the Harry Kane team for a little while. But uh, yeah, but, yeah. Bob, Bob, you make a real good point there with the leaders on the pitch. Uh, back in the Poch days, we had, the, the, the you know, Loris as the captain. You had yeah. Alderville, Vertonghen, uh, Wanyama, yeah. Dembele. Exactly. Dembele was a cap- yeah, leader in, yeah. in himself, wasn't Where's he? Un- he un- led under, by example. Yeah. Whereas under Jose and Nuno, we had uh, Loris... Uh, and Kane, and for part of that, mm. Kane didn't look interested. And now you've just mentioned three, uh, you know, with Lovis, Hoiberg, another one. We, we've got leaders over the pitch, and then obviously a, a, a tremendous one in the bench. And, bench. and also, also, with a win over Brighton, we'll put a six point gap before mm. Arsenal kick off. Yeah. And Arsenal yeah. have three games before we play again. They, yeah, uh, and, and, that pressure on Arsenal is imperative. So, it, in a way, it would be it would be better to rather win out six uh, nil, like uh, Bobby Kay <laughs> says, and Southampton <laughs> win. That would obviously be uh, amazing. But in a way, it would be better to win really ugly, playing bad, and winning two one to say to Arsenal, "Well, even if we play terribly, we're going to win anyway." So it's over to you now, and you have to beat us at White Hart Lane. But obviously. <laughs> We don't want that. We don't want any stress. We just want a fairly comfortable oh, win. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. And it just depends on how much by yeah. how kind of uh, by allow our players to... to but, it, it, you know, what we've got now, even if they try and mark Kane, Sunkulu out of the game, you've got three players there who can drag players all over the pitch. It used to be last season just Kane drags the defender deep. Whereas now it's all three of them dragging out, and then you've got a Benton Kerr, you've got a Hoiberg, you've got the, the wing backs as well. So we've got and and we've got goals all over the pitch again. No longer is it just mm. with Kane and Son don't score, we, we're screwed. We got you know Bent, uh, uh, not Benton Kerr, Emerson, Doherty, uh, Reggion scoring goals. And uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Benton Kerr gets a goal tomorrow. Uh, mm. But yeah, I mean. We just have to win, put that pressure on Arsenal. Yeah. And if it puts too much pressure on Chelsea as well, then that's a bonus. Comfortable um, win tomorrow. Comfortable win. Yeah. yeah. All 
Well, I hope so, yeah. And, and we pretty much reached the end there. Thanks, all three guys, uh, for you to coming on. Absolutely Thank great you having you on. Uh, before we go, uh, there are two uh, 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 Spurs channels. Uh, and Brad, uh, your music channel. Uh, I've got two two songs now that have been videoed and possibly ready to go. So uh, wow. we'll, we'll, we'll see. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're, they're not brilliant, but uh, they're, they're as good as I can get it for the time being. So. <laughs> yeah, so you've got Brad's Twitter handle there. It's in the description as well, at Brad Hotspur. So follow him on the Twitter and you'll you'll get the And click and like for these guys as well, everyone. Excellent. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll come to you last, Barry, uh, or Nick, rather. There's <laughs> a story behind your channel. But uh, Bob, Bob Spur TV, absolutely fantastic that it's back. Another show tomorrow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where can people find it? Yeah, Bob Spur TV, YouTube, got uh, In the Wall again tomorrow night, 10.45. We'll be speaking about Spurs game, the rest of the Premier League game, as always. Um, obviously, looking at Arsenal. Um, we're going to touch on Gaza, the best player I've ever seen play live. And obviously, with this documentary out this this, this week, uh, we'll touch on that. Talking about uh, who we vote as the best pundit, not co-commentators, best pundit, football irritations, media watch, um, might touch on conspiracy theories again, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be in the wall. It's a Tottenham away special. So we've got Iggy, Stell, JP, and the two American boys, which will be, which I'll be interested to see what they think of, of Gaza, because obviously they hadn't seen him play live in the, let's just say the younger generation. So I'd be interested to see what their thoughts are on Gaza. And then as usual, uh, an hour or so, and I'll put the link out and hopefully to see these beautiful faces and Brad, on uh, on the channel, right? <laughs> uh, I, might, uh, I might make another drug experience last week. Oh, you were pissed, mate! That was so funny. <laughs> what, 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 uh, one of Brad's stories last week was: I remember when I went to, uh, yeah, that was it. It was, it was, it was something <laughs> like that. It was something. Like that. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah, I just remember having a rant at Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everyone does. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah, make sure you check Bob's way in the wall tomorrow. Uh, Obviously, follow Bob Spur on Twitter. That's in the uh, description as well. Now, before Nick. you do that, you need to subscribe to this channel. Very underrated. Excellent. One of the most underrated Thank channels out there. And and get it. And and, and you've got, you got specific times as well. So there's no reason to, to miss mm -hmm. it as well. Yeah. Brilliant Excellent. Channel. Thank you very much. Nick, what are you doing on your... What, why? I, I don't understand what this obsession. With, yeah. I don't understand <laughs> I don't this know. obsession. If we get to a certain amount of subscribers, one of the people has to injure themselves. Uh, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> for anyone who don't know, Rez ate a super hot chip. And for someone who uh, had a Vogue and Josh made for him, and it was like he was having a shower and had to... And that was with <laughs> coconut milk in and it in as well. I don't understand why... But anyway. Uh, but yeah. Uh, firstly... Uh, if you didn't watch it yesterday, go and hit Shelf Side Spurs up, where Nick will tell you where you can find that in a second. Uh, for Vez, uh, I, I still don't know why he did it. Uh, one of the funniest comments on there was uh, from Pop. Uh, never mind Vez, his shitter is shitting himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, 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 tell us a bit about Shelf Side Spurs and where people can find it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so it was a, f a funny show last night. It was kind of a little bit all over the place. So we had, we had Ben on from We Are Tottenham TV doing his white hot well, memory I, I have to say as well, with the countdown, you looked you were in, like you were enjoying it a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, it was. A lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was enjoying it. I mean, I, I did set it. I, I was thinking, can I set it a little bit longer? And I was like, oh no, I can't. I, you know, his reaction, his dribbling, 
snot coming snot out, coming out, crying, sweating. It was, <laughs> it was just, uh, it's just, it's just crazy. It was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. Although after about two minutes, I was thinking. Ah, oh, Christ! Maybe you've gone. <laughs> when, when, re- when he reached for the bit, well, the bit for the bin. Yeah, he thought it was going to be sick. Um, At I, the end of the show, I, I laughed, I laughed even louder. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he was like he was saying afterwards. He goes, "Oh, it wouldn't have been good." And I said, "It would have been good. We'd have got more views." Yeah. 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 Those subs. Yeah. All the subs. So yeah, so we yeah we've obviously um, me and Rez uh, did the watch along last week, um, which helped. Jump the subscribers massively. We're 41 away from 500. Um, wow. So, yeah, just like with Bob Spur, we, we you know, but get, need to get Bob Spur to 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, if we can get us to 500 and then on the way to 1,000, then, uh, yeah, there's a few more few more watch-alongs to happen. So maybe we can do something silly. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm the next one that's going to have something <laughs> against me. So, yeah. Uh, so and too right because uh, I was the one that 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 stitched him up because he brought it to the studio and I was like right well, if we get five hundred you do it now live on air and I was like oh okay maybe I should have said that so uh, but now you can find us you can find us uh, Mondays uh, ten o'clock uh, Tottenham tea and toast with me and Alan um, hearing about we normally do a review of the weekend's games and uh, kind of the back pages gossips listening to Alan and how many issues he's had with his health during the week um, and uh, and then on a Thursday with uh, with Rez and Alan and, and uh, Johnny uh, seven o'clock so yeah they're, they're the two shows that, that we put out and it'd be great you know great to see everyone in the chat today and, and you know thanks you know thanks for all the support that we've had you know the last few weeks and months it's been great and you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow and seeing Meeting the man down down there in in person, you know the legend that is Bob Spur, and and you know there's going to be a load of us there, and and uh, then we go, then we'll we'll head to Brighton in the, in the is in a pack mentality and walk away with three points. So yeah, it's going to be great. And thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, Chris. It was my uh, I lost I lost my virginity today, so uh, <laughs> it's not uh, it's not I many shows that I have to leave on if yeah. I wanted. So it's quite, it's quite I, I, I'm glad I was the one to help you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just clarify? It means it means his virginity when it comes to his channel, not oh. in general. If I haven't lost my virginity before then, then that's a weird concept. Yeah. Make your debut. Make your debut. Sorry, sorry. I would sorry. I would like to point out I'm fairly confident I didn't help with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in terms in terms of the uh, what Rez was doing, uh, uh, Bobby K said it's a good promo. My, my boys made a bet that if they hit 500 <laughs> subs, they're getting matching tattoos. Uh, still don't understand it because it, uh, 214 before this uh, show aired. If I get the 300, I'll be delighted, and that's it. Give a thumbs up. Three hundred subs. Three hundred subs. I refuse to spend the week in the shitter. Um, But yeah, uh, thanks to you guys for uh, uh, coming on. Always great to talk to you guys. Uh, Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe and the notification bell. Really helps uh, get us up to three hundred. Where I will not be eating something that will kill me. Uh, And then yeah, go into the description. uh, Follow Brad on Twitter, and then you'll get notified when his YouTube channel is coming along. And follow Bob and uh, Nick on Twitter as well. Their their Twitter handles there. And then go to Shelf Side Spurs Bob Spur TV if you haven't already subscribed. And just watch a load of the content. Absolutely great content. And uh, yeah, we'll be back half seven on Monday with a Brighton review on the Hotspur Hood channel, not this channel. Uh, so jump over there. 
give them a subscription. Uh, and then half 12 again here to uh, preview the next game, which I'm not sure what that game is. Uh, an experienced host would uh, know what game that Brentford. is. Brentford, Brent, uh, Brentford yeah. which, yeah, we'll be previewing that, which we'll see how that goes. But yeah, ho- hopefully all, all that matters at the moment is getting that three points against uh, Brighton and any means necessary, putting that pressure on Arsenal. And uh, thanks everybody for watching all the comments. But like I say, please hit like, please hit the subscribe. Happy Easter, everybody. And let's hope Spurs can give us a good Easter tomorrow. And that be being the NHS, said, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, come Spurs. on. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching and to everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. It's all free and you'll be notified when we go live. Anyone who missed the live stream, you can still watch the replay on YouTube and any comments, questions or suggestions on the comments there. For anyone listening to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that podcast, you get that wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, go to our Twitter or Instagram page on the screen. We'll be back on Monday on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel. Give them a subscribe. We're there at half 7pm UK time. And we're on this channel, Let's Talk Tottenham, 12.30pm UK time again on Fridays. Until then, come on you 